You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to Ratchet Ramblings, your favorite black reality TV show shit talking podcast. We have been back. We are back from some much needed podcast PTO, but we are going to give y'all an amazing show because these bitches have been what? Bozos. I am Jeremy, one third of your hosts, and I don't have no AKAs because we got a lot of shit to get to and we're going to be on some trash. So good luck, everybody. I'm joined by. Hello, everybody. You know, it's me. I'm I'm back. I'm trash. I'm about to be on trash. Don't expect nothing but trash. I've been trash on Twitter since yesterday. I've been trash on Facebook. So y'all about to get what y'all want. Um, not so newlywed PC for all social media, but not trash in the way that I could get suspended again. Mm. Let me just <laughs> let me just throw that out there, okay? Because I'm a Jack and these white I'm people not about to, to play in your face listen, no more. I'm, I would I will fight to the death for my not so newlywed account, okay? <laughs> come on, come on, branding. Because I don't I don't I don't need the boss man. Like, what the fuck is up? Like, you supposed to lead by example, bitch, and you around here getting suspended? Yes, listen. correct. Trash of discernment, okay? Know her. Listen, mm. Curtis gonna Curtis gonna be the HR that Black King needs. Hey, you know, listen. Every Black King. <laughs> Damn. Every last Black King. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of Black Ink, I am here. My name is Curtis. I go by Trillificent on all social meds. And I just have to say, it feels so good to be back together after two weeks off. It's like when Beyonce and Michelle and Kelly get together to do a song on Michelle or Michelle Michelle or Kelly's album because you know Beyonce don't bring it up on her album so I just want y'all to know Jeremy and Candace I mean this from the bottom of my heart when I go and get my nationally syndicated show I'm leaving y'all niggas behind fair, <laughs> fair. I ain't gonna hold you fair fair I'm just playing. I mean, I don't love y'all, but it's all good. Anyway, let's do some announcements. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So, first up, we really owe the Ratcheteers, our listeners, our supporters, a huge thank you. We recently passed the 15,000 listen mark for the show. And this is only since debuting on Flawless Network, on Flawless Noises Network, sorry. So that's since what, Candice? Mid to late January. We started a little bit before the network officially announced. So, um, fifteen thousand listens since January. I don't think that's bad. So, we Mm -mm. thank you. We appreciate you. And we're gonna keep rocking. We still having fun doing the show. We do need to take a break every now and then, but. In the meantime, in between time, please continue to share with your friends and your families and your cool co-workers that you would smoke weed with. Not the ones yes. that do meth. Don't 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 do yeah, that. We don't know. We don't know her. No. And also continue to leave us some five star ratings and reviews on Apple podcasts. Speaking of, we have some new reviews. I want to read 
uh, a couple of the ones that we got and then we'll get into the contest winners real quick. So Nini336, we shout out to that name. <laughs> you're doing amazing, sweet. <laughs> Left a review saying, if you're into reality TV, this is the podcast for you. You will laugh from start to finish. Thank you, Nini. I, too, enjoy Thank this podcast. So Yes. Friend of the show and network, DeAsia Ali. Y'all know her. She's been on the show with her co-host, Summer, from the Bad and Boozy podcast. She wrote, I don't even watch all these shows regularly, but I tune in for the shenanigans. I'm thoroughly entertained because these fools are funny. Also, I can fake my way through water cooler conversations. And, you know, I mean, really, that's what it's all about. Like, yes. If you can listen to this show and understand what's going on on these dumbass shows without having to actually watch them, I feel like we've done what we're supposed to be doing. And you get to laugh in the process, too. Just don't report us because we do be racist and stuff, but don't report us. Thank you so much. Yes. Don't, yeah, don't do that. Yeah, we don't um, need them problems. We don't need pending lawsuits. I'll deal with that myself well, enough. Also, already. you Thank can, you so much. Uh, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Just so Jeremy, yeah. he already got enough. I mean, you ain't going to get uh, shit, but, you know. I mean, if you can get uh, if you can get charges to stick on them jorts, then you deserve that win. And I will leave it at that. Yes. Uh, 3D Derek wrote great show. Uh, Concise. I like it. You know, um, I appreciate you. And so the contest that we were talking about in the summer contest, all of that is good and done. Our two contest winners. The first one, her name is Nikki. The name of her review was Wu Child. And she said, I have never laughed so hard in my life than I do when I when listening to this podcast. I found this just while scrolling through. And this has been the best discovery ever. I even went all the way back to the beginning and binge listen, girl. That's dedication. <laughs> oh, shit. Listen, let me tell you something. Girl, we we on a whole other network. <laughs> Le- Woo. Ooh. Mm. Shout out Come to on. you. And we this is why we Super love fan. our listeners. Y'all, y'all the real MVPs. Yep. She listen. went on to say, I wouldn't survive the workday without them. If you don't listen, you're definitely missing out on getting your entire ratchet life. So we sent Nikki a shirt. I think I picked Nikki, so she's going to get the Humble Thy Thumb shirt, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. And then our other winner's name is Lionel, and he wrote, I have been a fan of the show since it was at another network. Boop. This <laughs> this show mm. consistently has me crying from laughter with ratchet commentary. You guys have really turned dreading Mondays into something I look forward to. I hope to continue listening and rocking with y'all for years to come. And I just want to say, not to put all of Lionel's business out there, but his email has an Esquire at the end. So, listen, we got doctors and lawyers and all kinds of important people that are way smarter than me listening to this show. Shout out to y'all. Y'all are truly the real MVPs, because I don't know why y'all educated asses listen to this trash. But thank you. But you, you do. And we appreciate <laughs> it. We do appreciate because, it. Listen, even educated people love this. It, bring, it gets the people going. You know, that's true. That's true. But again, don't report us. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Because I feel like the sum of the... Good luck, everybody. You know what? If if, If it's in your spirit, to report us to whatever authority you deem necessary, go ahead and do it. Because we say shit with our chest here on Ratchet Ramblings. Yes. We definitely do. Listen, we are not Phoebe up here. We stand in our shit. Listen, okay? I was about to. Mm, I'm gonna say. 
We're not there yet, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Speaking of getting there, mm-hmm. let's slide down the pole real quick. Um, uh, <laughs> so, beyond, listen, a king. Uh, beyond the Pole reunion aired, and I'm going to be honest, it was some trash. It wasn't, <laughs> we could have did without it. They could have just left the season finale like they do for some of the other shows, like for the Black Inks and stuff. They didn't need a reunion to not discuss the drama that took place in that season. Um, the only thing that was revealed was that Ling Ling is pregnant. It's not life's baby. So they say. Oh, she's stupid mm. if it's not his baby. <laughs> so <laughs> so they say. Uh, shout out to Gary with the T from Ricky Smiley, I want to say. I, I think he was a good host, but he did only what they, you know, allowed him to do. Because I could tell he wanted to get real messy and the powers that be was like, uh-uh. Yeah. Cause, so that's all he do on, um, because on he the, the on one that show. brought, yeah, he brought up the question to life, like, is, the, is Ling Ling baby your baby? Because on the show, we saw y'all spending a whole, whole lot of time together. Mm-hmm. What was y'all doing? And then they like, oh, no, nah, that ain't my baby. I'm sure it's going to be a beautiful baby, but it ain't a life Jennings baby. And I was like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, Stop acting like you don't know what that SEX is like, life. Stop it. Hey, (laughs) (laughs) must be nice. Stormy was stormy as usual, (laughs) not really talking about shit, not really owning up to how toxic her behavior was, but Labrie. Call Stormy out on her bullshit at the very least. She was like, your problem is you think you so much better than us, but you came from the pole to let you tell it. Mm. So what are you doing? Which I was surprised like, because Labrie been like the only one throughout the season that's kind of like been yeah, nice to Stormy. Labrie but... was like that she liked Stormy. She was like, but Stormy definitely thinks she's better than the other girls. And she didn't care for that. She was like, you say you started on the pole when you was 13. You understand the strife and the struggle. So why are you talking to these women crazy like that? Which you I know? Yeah. And she was like, yeah, you made your first million at 29, but you still fucking with hood niggas. Now mm. she caught her ass all the way out on that. She was like, you've mm. been talking shit all season about the type of men we mess with. She was like, but I'm still my ear to the street and your man business still in the street. He legit now, but he is a hood nigga. Mm-hmm. Um, and Stormy shut up. Ah, you don't know what you talk about, blah, blah, blah. Labrie like, girl, whatever. That's a hood nigga. A hood nigga gone legit. And that's what most hood niggas do if they got some common sense. They get it out the streets, then they turn it to list legal. Hello, Master mm. P. <laughs> okay. Listen, okay, Jay Z. Make him say, oh. Like these, you know. So she she collected her, and Stormy got quiet. And uh, the only other thing that happened was those girls have had outlandish amounts of plastic surgery, like a ton of plastic surgery, except for Ling Ling, um, who took offense to what's the one with the I can't think of her name. With the real big butt. She likes skin too. Oh, shit. Um, Angel Cake. Angel Cake. Angel Cake. The one that Angel talked like NIEs? Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> she, she, she said that she's going through the process of having her um, 
implants taken out slowly but oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She mm-hmm. has uh, silicone implants. And she was just saying at the time when she got them, that was the norm in the industry was silicone implants. The fat transfers and the Brazilian butt lifts weren't really a thing yet. But she made a really great point in saying that it's not just black women having plastic surgery. She really got in on that part and was like, women across the globe are having these procedures done. She was like, why you think you can go to the Dominican Republic and have plastic surgery for pennies on a dollar? She was like, you can do this anywhere on the mat right now. It's the norm. Women are having plastic surgery, so stop making it a black woman thing. Like, only black women are doing this. Only black women don't like the bodies that they're born with and want to upgrade them or get them where they want them. So she she did that. Imagine thinking that when the Kardashians are who they are. Listen, let me tell you something. None of those Kardashian women look like how they look when they first burst on the scene after the sex tape shit. Nope. Except for for the uh, The the middle sister. Oh, she's the oldest, Courtney. Yeah, Courtney's the oldest. Courtney's Courtney's the only one, and we don't even know. She might do some some Botox in here and there, but in terms of permanent plastic surgery, um, she's never, she hasn't done any. So Angel Cake gathered the world on that aspect of it. But I was just looking for more. And hopefully now that they have a contract through we and not through the other uh, very small independent station that they were on, we might get the reunions we deserve, or like I said, I'd rather no reunion at all. Mm-hmm. Like, give it, give it to me, or just keep it. I have a question: Would y'all want to see the same girls on a second season, or do you think they should get some new girls? Uh, I feel like they should get some new girls. Yeah. I want new girls. I definitely want them to find women dominant enough to really stand up, the uh, make Stormy suffer. Storm, yeah. because, oh well, it's kind of stormy show so i guess she gonna be here yeah she gonna be here and i don't mind her being here but i don't want her surrounded by a bunch of weak mild-mannered girls who can't stand up to her like i want stormy to meet her match and i and i don't think she did this season she just kind of over talked you know and her personality was bigger than everybody else's yeah, and so the it just one that gave her the only one that really gave her that energy when presented was uh, what's the girl name? Lily. Lily, yeah. Yeah. And you mm-hmm. know what? That's I will say that Lily, Stormy met her match in Lily because she couldn't handle it. Like she was just beside herself, and Lily was like, "Okay, girl. I mean, enjoy." Because mm-hmm. <laughs> she would because she wouldn't even let Lily talk, and Lily was like, "Okay, girl. So is you gonna throw hands or what? Because otherwise, I don't want to hear what the fuck you got to say." But in Lily, you know, Stormy met that same energy and she could not take. Like, she can dish it, but she can't take it. Mm-hmm. That's you them type so. That's true. I feel like this show could be a show where they have new girls every season. I don't yes. see the benefit in following the same girls or same women multiple seasons. Unless yeah. y'all are in really, Atlanta, she, I mean, it's, a... unless y'all are really making life-altering moves, like watching y'all teeter-totter on whether or not you're going to make the leap and get off the pole and pursue other interests. It's not that entertaining. Like, And not only that, the like the premise of the show is girls who are looking to get beyond the pole. And they didn't, I don't really want to see them trying to get the same girls trying season after season. Right. 
Like, and I also feel like we should go elsewhere. Like, you know, Miami is a strip club mecca. Houston is a strip club mecca. You know what I'm saying? Let's let's go to some different places because, like I said, it was okay, but I don't want to see those same girls on the next season. Even if you find some new girls in Atlanta, but I definitely hope they expand this brand because you missing out on a huge market not going to Miami, you know, the, and not going to Houston, where the strip club scene is a huge deal. Yeah, we so, don't need we don't need to see these girls being like Sheree trying to get Chateau Teray open for eight or four years, trying to get out the pole. So strong argument, I'll give you that. Um, anything else would be on the pole? No, that's it. Okay. Let me touch on Black Ink Crew Compton real quick. Mm. Uh, I don't know how y'all feel about it, but at this point, I'm like, y'all gave it a valiant effort. Um, R.I.P. I watched right. this episode, episode six, Big Bear, Oh My, and it was very fucking boring. Like, I was just scrolling my freak Twitter page, Twitter page while I was like, I don't know what y'all talking about. This is stupid. Um, the only thing that I want to say, um, from this episode, shout out to the Bozo and I don't know their names, but apparently they were on one of the group trips. You know how they love to go on them group trips. They went in an RV. Some of the women were act, were doing the most and the men for whatever reason, locked their stuff in the RV and they came back on 100. One of the girls picked up a rock and smashed like the lock and tried to smash the window of the RV. Girl, what? <laughs> what? Trying to get in and get her stuff. Turned around and called the police. The police showed up. They looked at what was going on and they arrested her because she vandalized the fucking RV. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. And I said, how much of a bozo do you have to... If you're going to call the police, why would you also vandalize the vehicle? Damn. Like, you got to pick one. If you're going to go the hood route, then you got to stay with the hood route. Okay, if you don't fuck around, fuck around expeditiously. And she didn't. And now she's going to jail. Mm, period. And... Bye, bitch. <laughs> outside of that, <laughs> I'm going to say, if they get a second season, because... I, mm. I don't know. I'm... I'm Listen... I put some Visine in my third eye and, and we don't see it for a second season for this show. But if they do, I might check it out to see if it gets better. But season one to me is a bust. Like that they, I don't know what it's missing, but it just, this ain't it. It just not hidden. So we will fill that slot with another show. I believe real housewives of Atlanta is getting ready to come back. So that might be something or we'll find something else, but I'm not going to waste any more time watching Black Ink Compton because it just it's not that girl. But also, before we move on, I want to say one other thing because it did have me laughing. Um, The same girl, I believe, I think she's the receptionist that got arrested for vandalizing an RV. She did make me laugh when she was reading KP's ass because she was like, you ain't nothing but Kyla Pratt boyfriend. I was like, ooh. I mean, where's the lie? Imagine imagine your receptionist telling you that. Ooh. Mm. Well, I mean, the be- the best the best shade is fact. So, I mean, mm. true. Anyway, bye to this show. <laughs> mm. Sorry to this man. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess we can move on to the black ink that we do care about. 
<laughs> King of segways, I stand. The Sultan of segways, uh, no me. So Black Ink New York was something. Uh, oh, hot <laughs> and a, an attempt was made. They are so they're still in so most of the shop is still in Memphis, uh with uh t- who's left back? Walt uh Walt, Young Bay, Donna. Um, the Mexican bitch that say nigga, and I think that's oh, it. What's Crystal, Crystal, Crystal. Yes. Crystal. That's who's left that's back in New York. Everybody else is in Memphis, and the purpose of going to Memphis was one: uh, Kitty was supposed to meet her dad down there, and they were going to spread her mom's ashes somewhere um, of sentimental value. Her dad ended up not being able to make it. Meanwhile, London, the new woman the new girl that's supposed to be working side by side with kitty is down there and the purpose for them coming was because they were supposed to be scouting locations for black ink memphis and every time she brings up doing what they brought her down there to do they bite her head off i did not understand that if this trip was going to be all about kitty Nothing work should have been involved, but mm-hmm. you don't tell somebody they coming down for work and every time they bring up doing the job they were brought down to do, y'all are allowing her to be disrespected, cussed out and all this other kind of shit. I don't get it whatsoever. It was very performative in my opinion. It, yeah, it was really fucking performative. Here's the thing. I do I do not know what it's like to lose a parent that I love. Let me let me press that. <laughs> the mm. distinction. Mm. <laughs> Note the I don't shade. know what it's like to okay. I don't know what it's like to lose the parent that I love. So I sympathize with Kitty. But your grieving is yours. You cannot expect a complete stranger who knows very little about you, has had very little interaction with you, and they were brought into the business while you were out on bereavement to really be a comforting shoulder and support system you have the rest of these niggas that have known you for years to do that you are not being fair expecting that from london when they was told she was coming down for work purposes let me interject here as someone who has lost a loved one that they cared about at a very young age and this might be problematic if so i'll accept that i'll accept the dragon from our listeners and my friends however I feel like Kitty was doing the fucking most. Like, I get it. Literally, I get it. I know what it's like to lose a parent, especially a mother. I literally get it. But, girl, if they brought the girl down there to do work, let her do fucking work. Like, that ain't got shit to do with you grieving. And far be it from me to police how somebody else grieve. But, girl, you on Black Ink Chicago. Like, (laughs) I mean, not Black Ink Chicago. You on Black Ink. You know damn well, even though this trip was for a sentimental value, you know damn well this shit was going to be for mess. So <laughs> I felt like it was very fucking performative. And I agree with you, Candace. She was being very unfair. And I feel like they just brought this girl in to fight, to be honest. I feel like they brought London in just to be a sacrificial land for mess. And for some, for Kitty and Tati and Crystal to have somebody to be a punching bag on. Yeah. Yeah, because Jade are not there no more, so they can't fuck with her. Young, Bla- Young Bay don't play that with their asses. All right, Young Bay gonna whoop all whoop all their asses. She don't. Okay. She don't play that. child in this bitch. Okay. Sorry, I was I was giggling because you were talking about uh, the black inks, and the only thing I could think of is black ink rat York. But anyway, uh, well, fair. <laughs> fair. 
my friends I mean, are, are touching on very salient points. I have a point that I want to touch on. Let's go. I've been waiting for this. And I missed my opportunity because I was on Pod PTO. I'm waiting. Theodore. Is his real name Theodore? <laughs> we I'm don't f- give a fuck it is now. <laughs> the shade is. That really the, is his name. <laughs> the bitch named Theodore now. If it wasn't before, it is today. A bitch named Theodore. <laughs> <laughs> you continue to get your brisket built ass on this motherfucking show. Mm. In that shapewear up to your shoulders. And then you insult us by wearing the shapewear with a white tee. Mm. You bozo ass bitch. If you gonna shape it up, put some, put a fucking graphic tee on. A button down. Something. You on here built like motherfucking sausage. Mm. The casing is clear. We can see it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Only thing in my mind is like, imagine lifting that shirt up. And it's like, it's like a tidal wave mm-hmm. of cellulite. Yes. It reminds me of that game with like the build and block game where like you take, you remove one and then the whole damn tower crumble. That's how I imagine. You know what it, <laughs> what it reminds me of? You remember that mashup episode a family guy in the Simpsons when Peter and Homer was watching them cars in them oh, days. Oh, no. <laughs> Curtis. Uh, Curtis. <laughs> That's what I imagine it looks like when Theodore take that shapewear off, bitch. You blubbery bitch. What the fuck is you wearing? Why are you doing that? Mm. Why? And it, you, I, don't understand, I, mean, I don't know how to make it less obvious. Because, listen, I, too, am part of Team Chunk. Y'all just gonna have to get these chunk. I ain't shaping up shit. Mm. But if you gonna if what did you say, Jeremy? If you gonna fuck around, if you gonna fuck around, fuck around exponentially. And Katie is fucking around flubbery. You got that <laughs> shit from motherfucking Amazon. I know you did. <laughs> I'm screaming at Curtis like you ain't about to play in my face, bitch. <laughs> you not about to play in my face. That's what I. Mm. I, oh, no, I deal with like a lot a- in this life. One thing I do not deal with is people playing in my face. Okay, Teddy up there dressed like a XL jacket ass bitch. I know you fucking loud to me. Like, he just look uncomfortable. He look like he can't breathe. <laughs> Hurts when breathe. <laughs> <laughs> Ted when breathe. Anyway. <laughs> Ted when breathe. Curtis. That's all I had to say, Teddy. You a fat bitch. You can. T- I mean, you a bitch ass nigga, and then you a bitch too, and then you shaped up like a bitch. Mm. You have a lot of bitchness going on. You need to clean mm. that up. Fair. Very salient points. I feel like you need to drop some. Never mind. Never. Oh God. Oh, I'm about to be sick. You, wow. You finna take it to the abyss, friend? <laughs> I will suffer alone on that. One. <laughs> I'm not gonna say what I was thinking. I'll suffer alone. It's a heavy burden, this this brain of mine. Yeah, Teddy heavy, so I mean, never mind. Let's move, just move on. Mm. And Tati, bitch, you built bad. <laughs> <laughs> bitch, you built bad out here. Mm. Built like a Taco Bell cook. Teddy and Tati. You know what Teddy and Tati are built like? 
You know those burbles from the Thundercats cartoon? Curtis. <laughs> Too far? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is Boomer song. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, Candace, like, First so of all, let me tell you, uncultured swine ass motherfuckers, crochet, really? What you out here doing, Puma, playing crochet? What? <laughs> when <laughs> when fat ass Theodore knows it's croquette, it's a problem. A problem. Y'all need to stop going places that y'all are not ready to go. <laughs> okay, I'm tired. I'm tired of y'all. Y'all are some stupid, goofy motherfuckers. Uh, so, again, London goes and talks to Puma and is like, you know, I'm here to work. I sympathize with Kitty. I'm not trying to be insensitive or step on her toes. But for me, this is a work trip. I want to prove my worth with the brand. As like you probably She's like, let me, let me put something together, you know, and Puma and both Teddy are on board. Like, yeah, cool. Go ahead. Yeah, that's fine. That's what you should be doing. She told them she was trying to do a tattoo shindig and a pool party. These two motherfuckers were on board. Which is what they, they didn't say. They didn't say, uh, let's pull back on the pool party part. Let's do the tattoo part so C's can see what type of tattoo talent exists in Memphis. And we can expand the brand. And we can get to know people down here. We can network and build connections. That was a brilliant idea. The pool party, not so much. Yeah. However, the two two of the three motherfuckers in charge gave her the okay, the thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Only for them to... Never mind, I'll, I'll bring it up when we get there. Furthermore... Teddy is, let me tell you something. Kurt, I should have dragged him when Curtis talked about all them goddamn girdles he be wearing. But you are a trashy motherfucker to throw up what somebody is going through after claiming you got their back and you supporting them. You mm. didn't like what Tati had to say about London. The first thing you do is say, oh, them pills that you caught with frying your brain. Mm. Yeah, I didn't like and that I don't either. Even, I don't even like Tati. It's fuck Tati for real, and honestly and truly. But you the worst type of motherfucker to be friends with. Not only that, I agree with that. Not only that, and again, like you, fuck Tati, but Tati also had a point. Like, this is a pattern with Teddy. Every time there's a new woman in the shop, he always defending them. Now, granted, you know, London... Did, did, right. Grant, granted, London didn't, really didn't do anything wrong, um, but she had a point. Like every every time there's a new bitch in the shop, you tr- you either fucking on them or you trying to fuck on them, and you always take their side. Hence, wink, wink. Shit, Tati literally was the same way. Literally was the same way with Jada until you switched up because you were trying to fuck on Tati. So like Tati was kind of getting his ass together when when she he pulled that low blow. Even though she had a lot of nerve getting them together, because bitch, you a whole weirdo for for spying on a grown ass man and what he doing with the next bitch. Get That's over true. it. Y'all are yeah. not together anymore. Let it go. Give it up, delicious. It's mm. done. He has discarded you the way he discarded Jada when he started fucking you. 
Mm-hmm. And now it don't feel good that the shoe is on the other foot. Your beef with London has absolutely nothing to do with Kitty, her mama passing or nothing. Your problem with that girl is that she fucking the nigga that you like. She's fucking the nigga you want to still be fucking Tati. Ooh, come on, she still wants analysis. to be. Listen, she still want to be fucking Ted. She constantly talking about who he fucking, who he talking to, who he flirting with. Get a grip, bitch. Mm, yes, you. Met. Yes, you built like a broke ankle. But still, niggas love non-black women just to say they got a non-black woman. You can go find another Teddy to dog you out, bitch. He ain't exclusive. She she mad. She can't get a grip because she can't get a grip on that nigga's titties no more. That's what the problem is. Well, it's hard to it's hard to fuck with a girdle on. Ask me mm. how I know. Never mind. Anyway. <laughs> girl, it's just your girdle sex. <laughs> <laughs> anyways like he he don't want you let it go and stop playing yourself because you look really really crazy because every time you and teddy have a conversation you find a way to work in who he's fucking or flirting or talking to Mm -hmm. if london want to find out the hard way what type of nigga teddy is let her Right. He has treated all you bitches like that. He treated Sky like that. He treated Donna like that. He treated Jada like that. He treated you like that. One thing I could say about Crystal is she saw right through Teddy shit. He couldn't even sniff the pussy. The rest of y'all bitches don't have no common sense. Too hard up for some dick. And then some dick that don't do nothing. Mm. Teddy don't have shit going outside of that fucking show. Yeah, that's why he, he ain't can't even stop get, fucking He ain't even getting no show. deal with a waist trainer brand. He's not smart. He the ain't getting thing, no mm. The only thing he, Teddy had is I think that trash ass shoe line and that flopped. Like one of his titties, so good luck with that. I don't think that was real, so. Me well, I think he went on one of them websites where you could design your own custom shoe and order a pair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nothing well. more, nothing less. And so Kitty comes and she's shaking the tables. Tati uh, and they like shut the shit down. <laughs> and London like, hey, this black ink, right? Y'all like the party, right? DJ, turn that music back up. I ain't mean to how I like that. I did. But what I'm going to say to you, London, listen, I am saddened that anybody with the same name as my child is always getting beat the fuck up. <laughs> but what I want to say to you is you really have to stay in a certain lane because you can't fight. Yes. When they told you to turn, get rid of the fucking pool party shit, send the motherfuckers home, that's just what you should have did. Because then Tati didn't put all type of fruit salad on your motherfucking head and beat you up. Right. And like, you should have just did what your bosses asked of you. You got beat up by a fucking enchilada, girl. Like, you really need to humble thy thumbs. You, and not even humble your thumbs. Just shut up. You got a lot of mouth for somebody who can't fight. Right. A whole lot. Humble and thy tongue. Humble yeah, thy humble gums. Thy Show title. Thy gums. Yeah, we here. We found it. That's the yeah. one. Came That's the quick. one. That's it. That's the tweet. Probably like Teddy. Anyways, mm-hmm. Yuck. <laughs> you got beat up, the trip ended, and then they swing over to Walt. First of all, come on with it. 
Walt, you ugly. Mm-hmm. Walt, you ugly. Your girl ugly. Walt, your girlfriend, kid, you uh... ugly too. But you got decent little shape on you, so I see what he see in you. Because mm. niggas that slim always like women built like that. Yeah. They'll meet on their bones. She, she's something to behold from the neck down, but that's all I got for you. Anyways, mm. what I will say is I appreciate that Walt has not been one of them niggas that be like, when I get myself together, I'm going to be better this, the better that. As soon as Walt was no longer homeless, as soon as Walt got out of, you know, finished with AA, was starting to get his finances together, he's still, he's he's been the father that his kids deserve. I will say that. I will not take that from him. And he's doing the right things and making sure that his kids are comfortable with his relationship because you don't see that from a lot of people. A lot of people don't give a fuck how their kids feel about their relationships when they have been single and is now dating somebody other than the, the parent. In particular, straight black men. So yeah, yeah, let's say that. That, yeah. And, and some goofy ass black mamas too, to be yes. honest. And yes. white women who like black men. But, um, mm. <laughs> he, I, I like the way that he and his girlfriend handle that and the kids seem to be on board they seem to like his girlfriend then we get to date night and they Walt gives us some back information on his girlfriend's kids where her youngest is 17 her oldest is 22 do you know that this melted baby roof looking motherfucker talking about having another baby Melted and baby roof, and she stopped him dead in his fucking tracks, like screw, ah ah ah, we, I'm not having any more kids. And she, and her reason, first of all, a woman don't ever need a reason to not have kids because that's her body, first off. But I do appreciate the fact that she did take the time out to explain to Walt that hey, I had my first child at seventeen. I put I had to sacrifice a lot, put a lot on hold because I was raising my children by myself. So if her oldest is 22, she had them at 17, that makes her 39. Why would you and this is how men never read the room. Straight straight men never read the room. Never give a fuck about anybody else because to start to be having babies at 39, one is considered a geriatric pregnancy. It's automatically high risk. And who the fuck wants to have a newborn when their son is 17, soon to be 18? Yeah, this was this was a clear indication of how, like you said, straight men, particularly straight black men, like we definitely lack in the emotional intelligence department because not like like you said, high risk pregnancy. And then while. The self awareness did not jump out because, granted, you doing you know what you got to do, but sir, you you've just had started to... being able to do it again. That You're not part. even fully back on your feet. Your credit is still in the trash dumps with your face. I, Candace, you beat me to it. I would, if you didn't say it, I would. <laughs> and and Curtis, Curtis said this during the pregame. Too many people feel like you can only prove you in love and happy with somebody. By having children. Between the two of y'all, y'all have four children, all four children in their teenage years. Why do you feel the need to have more babies? Why? Why do you feel the need to have more babies when y'all are getting them out the door? He's like, I want like, a big you- family and, you know, I want lots of grandkids. And, da, 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 da. and I'm like, so the kids you have can't have grandkids? I'm confused. But 
I mean, maybe and even you still four kids is a lot of it's a decent amount of children between two people. Right. And even if you do have this dream of having this big family and everything, the fact that you automatically assume that this woman was going to want to have kids is really the issue. Like it never even occurred to you to be like, hey, we need to have the conversation. I want more kids and I don't know if she wants them. You just automatically assume, well, if we together, we're going to have kids, right? Uh, yuck. Right. Mm-hmm. Fucking bozo. And then she hurt your feelings and you sitting there looking stupid. And my favorite part of the whole conversation is when she's like, oh, you going to let this ruin dinner? Oh, okay. <laughs> Listen, I, I like that she it. did not back down. She let it know. She let him know what it is. And now you need to readjust yeah. your expectations because no one told you to do all that without having serious conversations with your partner. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, how and, do you go what, in the right direction so much? introducing your kids to her spending time together so your kids can be comfortable around her and then you go so wrong with the baby thing i just because I mean, and, it's just, and, and i'm not even being funny but we 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 can address the the one thing like we never really talked about how old this cast was but if we are being completely honest donna is on the younger side of all of these people and yeah she's the youngest one and Donna is like 25, 26, but sees Teddy, uh, Sky, uh, Walt. These motherfuckers are mid to late 30s. Yep. Because Sky's kids are. Genesis is like 2021. 20, she had them when she said she was like 14. That puts Sky 35, 36. Sees baby girl is in high school. That puts him th- probably 36, 37. If not Teddy older. probably do. Yeah, Teddy probably do got some. Because that's, and exactly, because that's Teddy's big cousin. So why, why are even you as a man in his mid to late 30s trying to have newborns? Why do you want a newborn baby? And the assumption that she would want one too. You know what? Like Curtis said, fuck y'all. Okay. That's what I got. Yeah. All right, just fuck you. And if that's the end of your relationship, that's just it. And also, another thing for me is, and even Mike and I have talked about this. Shout out to Mike. If we don't have another baby, we will look into adopting because there are so many black kids in the system that need a home. Yes. Y'all don't need. You don't need to have a newborn baby to expand your family. Mm. True, but again, it's, this it's, is this is this is that lacking in emotional intelligence that men, straight men, particularly black straight black men, we lack. I mean, it's that, but I think it's more so just conditioning on both sides, like Candace was saying, yeah. and like I was saying in the in the pregame to feel like kids is how we prove our love. And yeah, because you ain't talking about. I mean, you you know hopped and skipped over the marriage topic, but there. Are there no other milestones in your life with your partner other than having kids? Is there nothing else that you want to do with this woman? And and also, I want to say this: kids don't fill a void. Oh, let me sure. like kids don't fill voids. Kids Mommy. make already Mommy. fucked up situations more fucked up. Mm. And that's not being funny. It's nothing against the kids, but it's so much that goes into parenting and 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 raising a child from birth and to getting them grown, getting them gone, getting them through college, getting them through all the crises that we endured as 
teenagers and preteens and all this kind of shit. If y'all are not on the same page before kids, a kid is not going to put y'all on the same page. Mm-mm. It's just not. And also, shout out to the godparents. Shout out to the aunties and uncles. A, a lot of people would not be able to be successful at parenting without the village. Yep. Let me tell you that now. It makes a difference. So before you go thinking a kid is the answer to everything, you got to look at your village. Look at what you have access to. Yeah. And let me because say, Mike and I, mm, go ahead. Let me let me without our village. Yeah, whew, listen, as a as a village people, let me attest to I, I see the struggle, and you're absolutely right on that. But I will say, to be fair, on Walt's end, it's nothing wrong with wanting more kids. No. The issue is. Look at the material below. <laughs> like, you are not a good candidate to have a baby at this juncture, is what we're saying. And then that is ex- exacerbated by the fact that you assume that the woman that you have been in a relationship with for who knows how long. Didn't they say they've been off and on since detox? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the fact since Donna that, got beat the fuck and up. And the fact that the- you have been with this woman for as long as you have been and you don't know that she don't want more kids is odd to me. Mm. Yeah, I was about to say, the fact that this is a conversation y'all are just having, um, it just kind of proves that y'all aren't ready for that next big step. Yeah, y'all, you y'all know, and while and while London may have happened sooner than we expected, it was always in our game plan that both of us wanted children. It, this wasn't no, oh, shit, well, she here. Well, we might as well fuck around and do what we gonna do. No, it wasn't that. And it just kind of seems like to me, well, it kind of seems like you want more kids to fix the mistakes that you made with your current kids. Damn. And a lot of a lot of people, a lot of people go through that. You notice if you ever notice how when somebody have kids super young, super early and shit like that, and they not the parent that they wanted to be, you'll often see that they end up having another kid or two. And it's a huge age gap because they want to be the parent that they couldn't be. With the older kids. Ooh, shout out to Joe Budden. Yes. Yes. That is a perfect example. And that's not even that's not even Curtis being shady because he has been very transparent about his journey and repairing his relationship with his oldest son. And that and he's also come forward and said he wants to be a better father than he to his current son. Than he was with his oldest son. He, he literally, and his oldest son. He literally have done said therapy that, and all kind of shit. He yeah. literally said it last season on the show. Yeah, yeah, he did. So that wasn't, you know, we can't be shady, but this wasn't a shady moment. This was just we have a really good example for you. And so if you notice, if you look on his Instagram and shit like that, if you you know have looked at his tweets, he spends a whole lot of time with both kids now. He's present and accounted for, but he definitely is trying to make up for what he lost with that older son. So I feel like that's also part of what issue, but that's not, that's not your girlfriend's problem because she's been a president accounted for mom. And I absolutely understand her wanting to be able to do things that she was not able to do because she had children younger than she wanted listen she like i'm still young enough that i can live my best life and truly enjoy it while i'm still young there's nothing wrong with living your best life a little bit older 
But if you can do it while you young, why the fuck not? Why not? And you want to tie me down with a baby? Nigga, fuck you. <laughs> exactly. So, the previews for next week look promising because it looked like Scott called the police on Tati because she got a warrant out for arrest. Listen, that's the negativity that I'm seeking because I thrive off it. And, I, and part of me feels like that's just a joke that Sky is going to be playing on Tati. But just even the optics of it are hilarious to me. Because mm-hmm. this bitch got a lot of nerve. Like, the she original Oscar V got a lot of nerve. She got a lot of nerve and a lot of warrants. I'll tell you what. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm talking about Sky, the original Akbar V. She got a lot of nerve. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to call the police on anybody. Mm-hmm. The original deadbeat mama. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yo. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it. Um, Let's slide on to where does Married to Medicine happen? Is that in Atlanta? Atlanta. Okay. Yeah, Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jeremy, take it away. <laughs> uh, Married to Medicine. Uh, damn, I can't talk. Married to Medicine season seven, episode two, stirring the pot. Um, you know what's funny? I thought we was missing a lot because we've been on power pto but then i looked at them like bitch y'all just on episode two girl i know you fucking lying but anyway <laughs> let me slide in um, before you start because it didn't happen in this episode even though they showed the beautiful beam footage i hollered when contessa called eugene the definition of a big ass bitch i mean well big ass bitch big ass bitch <laughs> <laughs> Uh, shout on, out friend. to you, Stallion. <laughs> Come on, friend. We in lockstep. Come on. Yeah. But uh, but I mean, she did not lie. And I saw a lot of conversation about that on social media about like how Contessa was wrong and don't be talking about nobody's husband. And I'm like, but Eugene being lockstep with Toya talking about everybody else. We don't even so, have like, to go that far. The reason why Contessa responded the way that she did is because Toya literally said, my husband don't argue with bitches. You called her a bitch to her face. Mm, You lucky all she did was call Eugene a bitch. Mm. Honestly, at this point, she need to put them hands on your ass. Mm. Muppet baby bitch. We all know that ain't gonna happen because we know Toya, Toya got a lot of mouth, but she ain't got a lot of hands. But she do got a lot of BMI, like her bitch ass husband. But anyway, uh, this episode starts off with Heavenly um, talking to her, going, taking her daughter to get her nails done. And then Heavenly, mm, Heavenly starts being very weird. Like she starts being very weird about her daughter going to high school and potentially dating. And she's like, you can't date until you're 22. And, you know, and I, and her daughter was like, well, how old were you when you dated? She was like 15. And she was like, well, if I dated at 15, because I think she's 14 now. I think she's going to turn 15, if I'm not mistaken. She was like, I think she well, she's 13. If, oh, 13. My bad. Thank you, Curtis. She was like, well, if I got a boyfriend at 15, what would you do? And Heavenly was like, I'll beat your ass. And I'm just like, you you gonna say that one in public and two you just gonna say you're gonna beat your daughter ass for just having a boyfriend at 15 like what the fuck is wrong with you heavenly why are you such a goddamn weirdo so i partially agree but on the other hand i appreciate them showing this because a lot of parents have an issue with allowing their children to grow up 
Yes. And I think that it's important to show stuff like this so that people can see, oh, man, I don't want to be like that with my. Well, hopefully, if you have some sense and you, you know, value your children as humans and not just little people that you can control, that you would look at that and be like, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to treat my kid like that. I also I mean, I feel like Heavenly was joking. It's just that she's very abrasive, so you you not yeah, and she a look and she a look crazy, so you yeah, a little. not sure if she's joking all the time. Yeah, it's I heavenly, think she so was, you can't really give yeah. her the benefit of the doubt. I think she was joking, but I mean, she, who knows? Because the man is going heaven, so her, right. And then her daughter's face told it all because her daughter was looking like. Well, I mean, her daughter was appalled by the entire conversation, so I don't yes. know if that one because. I feel like her daughter is used to her mama talking like that. Like she lived with yes, her all and, the time. And Bravo rolled that bean footage back of her really gathering her mama like, Mama, you be wilding all the goddamn time. Like that one clip they showed was <laughs> her daughter was um I think her name is Lori. I can't remember, but I think her name is Lori. Like she her imitating heavily was like, Well, girl, I don't know what to tell you, but these shoes some she this is ugly and then I'm gonna tell you what it is and what it's gonna be or not. I'll beat your ass. I was like, yes, you better know your mama and your, know that your mama a crazy bitch. Even though you can't say that, but I'm on this show and I can. I say it for you. You better know that your mama a crazy bitch, Lori. So, but yeah, it was just like you said. She might have been joking, but it's heavenly, so you can't give her the benefit of the doubt. And we also know that heavenly is shit. Not only in her marriage, but just as a person and how she parents, we know she is very archaic as fuck. So I agree with you on the one hand, she could have been joking, but yeah, heavily don't really get the benefit of the doubt for me. So, you know, good luck with it. I will say shout out to the daughter. I don't know if her name is Lori or not, but she has been blessed in that. She looks like her father, but she's pretty. Yes. So shout out to you, girl. You're going to be all right. Yeah. You're going to be somebody. Cause you ain't got no choice. Cause your mama crazy, <laughs> right? Listen, her mama was she. Her was looking at her mama like uh, that meme of like, is it crack you smoke? That's how, that's how she was looking at heaven the whole time, and I too was looking at heaven like that. So, but anyway, as we move on, that who mm, talking about speaking of looking at things crazy. So that transition to Scott, Doctor Scott. Um, having a time with these kids, child, as Contessa is on the way back from Tennessee. He prepares dinner. A lovely looking dinner at that, let me might add. Listen, Scott looked like he know what the fuck he doing in that kitchen. Um, giving them dinner and Contessa's on her way back from Tennessee. She stops at fucking McDonald's and gets them some trash. And she comes in like, hey, how you doing? Like, I brought y'all, <laughs> I brought y'all McDonald's and Scott looking like, bitch, I know you fucking <laughs> Um, like he looked happy to see his wife, but also he was like, "Girl, you playing in my fucking face." Um, and then they get to arguing, and it just goes left because. And we talked about this in the pregame. Like Scott feels, uh, and really because because of Contessa's actions, like he feels unappreciated. He feels like she don't give a fuck, like what he's had to go through in seeing about the family while she off gallivanting trying to start this new career and shit. And I have to agree with Curtis's assessment when we was in the uh, pregame. It was like, mommy and daddy, please stop fighting because Scott and Contessa is one of the few couples on this show that we actually give a fuck about. The so, only couple. Yeah. yeah. The only couple. Like, I really like Scott and Contessa, but she's self-centered. Very self-centered now that we can see this. And and I'm not 
taking anything from her saying this is this is her fault but like we said in the pregame this is the third season where it's always something with her you know the first one like it was some stuff with her dad then it was her own issues with her breast and having her breast removed and reconstructed and the surgery now she decides she wants to do a complete career train career change and go into public health and at the forefront of all of this scott is always there to support her oh in our very first season where she missed some swim meets or swim lessons and had a meltdown and decided she couldn't work full-time and be a full-time mom and she wanted to be a stay-at-home mom and scott supported that and and then she just ended up going back to work part-time he's always there to support her and we have to be honest kids don't dead your dreams necessarily but they damn sure put them on pause until they are able ready to go out into the real world till they get out of school finish high school decide if they want to go to college or whatever they want to do a lot of the things that you want to do personally gets put on hold and that's just the nature of the beast but you have a man so supportive that you you have not been made to put your dreams on hold. When your direction has shifted and you want to refocus elsewhere, he's never lambasted you about that. When a lot of men would have. Instead, he stepped into the role as the nurturer and the person running the household while you're in Memphis getting a brand new college degree. And you basically are footloose and fancy free. You can call it what you want, but you can't parent from FaceTime. You can you cannot parent from FaceTime. You cannot be present and accounted for through FaceTime. You have had a break from parenting. Coming home every weekend and then coming home Friday, leaving back Sunday. You're not parenting. Scott is in the trenches right now. Not saying he's not capable of it. And not coddling him, but you don't get to walk in and mess up their program when you have been absent for so long. Immediately you don't walking walk in. in with with um, criticism, yeah, I think was the why thing. these clothes here. He didn't went out and bought eight hundred dollars worth of T bone steaks, and you didn't walked in this motherfucking house with some chicken nuggets. <laughs> And like Curtis said in the pregame, it's not that she did that. It's that she did not call and ask, have you and the kids eaten? Because I can stop and grab something. Because it was late. And he was upset about that. He was like, it's after 9 o'clock. Why would you think that I haven't fed the kids? And when she started bringing up all that stuff, this is the, the clothes and the dishes, he was like, okay, but if you had not walked in here... Once the kids were down, them dishes would have been washed and those clothes would have been washed. And I'll have you know that this is my fifth load of laundry today. It's not what she did. It's how, it's just how careless she did it. It's how she did it. Like you said in the pregame, Curtis, she could have walked in and asked, babe, what do you need help with? Exactly. You know, do you need yeah. me to, you want me to handle the dishes? You want me to fold up this load of laundry for you? Yeah. You know, what can I do to help? Because it's not she like she was yeah. working all day and then came into a house like that. Because that would be a different conversation. You just came from Memphis. He's been doing this all day. So you haven't been taking care of the house all day. You could come in and be like, oh, okay, I see you a little bit overwhelmed today. What can I do? I'll take care of the dishes, babe, if you'll get the clothes. Like, you didn't have to come in 
turning your nose up. Cause the thing about it, like Candace said, before you decided to go on this, you were only working what one day a week. So you had the opportunity to take care of the house like that. As far as I know, Dr. Scott has not decreased his workload or his work hours substantially. So he's working full time and taking care of the house, taking care of the kids, cooking dinner. Cause a lot of dads wouldn't bother to cook. Because let's be honest, they're a one income household right now. I mean, of course they get their check from doing married to medicine, but that their big money is coming from Dr. Scott. Contessa is not working while she's in Memphis getting that public health degree. She's not working. So he is the primary, he's the sole provider. He's the sole caregiver right now at that moment. And when it, on the season premiere, if y'all remember when she called him that morning, he's like, I just dropped the kids off to school. I'm on my way to work. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. I, I do like the fact that we are seeing marriages outside of the honeymoon phase, outside of the fairy tale, everything is great phase. And Curtis made a good point. If we had to see it from any couple, it's them because I do feel like they will rebound. But Mm -hmm. in order for them to be okay, Contessa has got to get her head out her ass because in some of the season previews when there's in therapy, she's talking about he turned the kids against her. That didn't happen. Let me tell you when I try. Okay. Prime example. When I travel for work and, or if I travel and London and Mike don't come, London don't have no rap for me when I get home because kids are in the flesh type of people especially small kids. Mm-hmm. They 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 love you always, but what they give you, they going to only give you as much as they can see you. That FaceTime shit don't mean nothing to little kids. So, no, I don't think he turned the kids against them, but those kids have gotten used to not seeing their mom on a regular basis. That's not on them. And that's not on uh, Scott. That's on Contessa. That's the sacrifice that you chose to make so that you can go into the public health sector. Mm-hmm. And we have to we have to live with the consequences of our actions. Period. And I don't know what more she wants from her husband. It is absolutely not his job to sit up here and on top of everything he does. Remember, mommy loves you. Remember, mommy in college. Remember, mommy. Remember, mommy. Remember, mommy. Who got time to do all that when they are when they a doctor working over 40 hours a week and being basically the single parent at the moment? Mm. What more do you want from him? The fact that your kids are he- healthy, happy, still loved, still going to school, still having somebody there to ha- for their extracurricular activities. What more do you want from one person? Mm. That's a good man, Contessa. Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> also write that down for a show title. <laughs> well, I just agree because Contessa, you do have a good man. Because I could see if he was just doing like the bare minimum, like a lot of guys would, and then expecting you to kiss his feet. But that man is literally has never not supported you and is going above and beyond and doing the work. While you out here gallivanting and shit. And not shitting on your dream. You just like, look, girl, just show me a little appreciation. So, Contessa, get it together. Yes. Which I feel like you will. Yeah, like I I said in the pregame, Candace said, I feel like this is the best, healthiest couple for us to see go through this. 
And just invite me when the makeup sex happens. I just want to be a fly on the wall. Thank you so much. Yes, because I w- we would like to see it. We would like to see it. Uh, things we would not like to see, Dr. Heavenly. But um, Dr. Heavenly and Jackie, they meet up to recall the brouhaha. I don't know why that just felt like the appropriate word to say, but good luck, everybody. At Damon's event, which Damon didn't even... Damon didn't even really see really because he was like, look, y'all not about to bring this mess at my event. Goddamn, I ain't studying you bitches. Um, and bitches is, is gender neutral. Um, to discuss these events and shout out to Dr. Jackie and Bravo and her confessionals and them rolling back the bean footage for those who might not be aware um, of what happened to get the play-by-play. Um, and basically, Heavenly's and uh, Simone's issue is that Cecil made a tweet that t- Heavenly took offense to. And then Heavenly got her big ass on social media and tweeted some things that were in line with what Simone was venting to Heavenly about Cecil and their marriage. And it got brought up at the event. And here we are. Let me say this real quick, because I don't really have much to add as far as the conversation on this goes. Y'all motherfuckers is too fucking old to be arguing on Twitter. <laughs> what are y'all mm. doing? Why is yeah. Cecil tweeting mm. bullshit? Why is Simone tweeting bullshit? Why is have why are any of you tweeting this shit? Why first are y'all trying first. to keep up with the junk? <laughs> we keep up with the youth. You don't need to be on fucking Twitter you, with this yeah, shit. Let me, y'all look let stupid. Me tell you, let me tell you something. Heavenly was well within her rights to dig that knife at Cecil and Simone. So let me tell you something. Simone, if you got a problem with what Heavenly said, you should have checked Cecil. Because if he had been minding his fucking business and looking for a job, there there wouldn't have been none of this. Mm-hmm. When you taking when you taking girl gossip and running it on Twitter like T, you get what you get. Cecil Cecil thought he was could play the game and the big bitch in charge was ready to play harder. One thing we can't say about heavenly goofy loopy ass is you take a dig, she going to stab you. Mm. You pinch her, she cutting you. Mm. And it ain't no secret that you've been pissed off for the longest about Cecil not having a corporate job bringing in six figures. You showed your motherfucking ass when he tried to get that one app up and running. Mm. You you always showing your ass when it's when it's money involved. So I don't see what Heavenly said that was so out of character and private. We all know you've been mad than a motherfucker that he don't have no corporate America nine to five job. Y'all in love as fucking ever now that he closing on million dollar houses in Atlanta. Mm. Well, it just is what it is. He got what was coming to him. If, If you can't play the game, get your ass up from the table. Go find you something else to do. Because he absolutely was quoting messy shit that Toya said. Mm. For a bitch who can't keep a roof over her head talking about somebody needing to power wash their fucking house. You ain't never had to power wash the house because you and Eugene can't stay in one long enough. <laughs> I mean... Y'all didn't move 80 fucking times since y'all been on the show. Well, y'all just now getting y'all forever house, and we don't know how long y'all gonna be able to keep that one. Now check that. <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> I'm screaming at the way she said it. Okay. And it was the perfect setup for Jeremy to say Because <laughs> I love us. that little matter of fact tone that Candace get when she starts drag. <laughs> Listen, the engineer jump out. Ooh, the analytical bitch jumps out. <laughs> it jumps out, okay? <laughs> Well, I don't choose sides. I choose facts. And my friend said nothing but facts. Um, also, also in this conversation with Heaven, Heavenly and um, Dr. Jackie, they bring up this shit that Mariah has an issue with Dr. Jackie about the, the comments that Quad made that um, Jackie, I guess, facilitated and that is alleged that Mariah does cocaine. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I am here to stand in truth and transparency. And I'm, listen, feel free to drag me if I'm wrong on this. It's fine. But I'm not here. And I do not give one single solitary fuck about this carrying on a performer that Mariah doing. About somebody, especially Quad of all people, saying something about her when Mariah literally literally does nothing but drag people through the mud on this fucking show. Bitch, I know you lying to me. Well, here's the thing. I don't don't necessarily think that Mariah does cocaine, but I think Quad delivered an equally hard blow to that lie that Mariah told, because I do not believe that Quad fucked her brother-in-law at all. Do Mm. not believe it to this day. Because the rumor came and went. Like, we literally heard nothing else about that rumor after the reunion. I wholeheartedly believe that was some shit that Mariah and her sister and brother-in-law fabricated because they knew that Mariah didn't have any skin in the in the, in the game. Mm-hmm. While she used to be the big dog, she wasn't anymore. Mm-hmm. I- Y'all give her a lot more than I do because I'm going to say this and I'll buy out of the conversation. I'm not arguing with no bitch that her and her husband both got necks like Jackie Christie. That's not what my life is about. <laughs> also not arguing with no bitch who's still wearing colored contacts and she's 50. Mm. Let me tell you something. Period, Mariah. poo. You color, con- you color contact concubine looking bitch. Mm. Let me tell you something. That was one of my best jokes. <laughs> yes, it was, friend. I stand. That's why I used it, because I stand. Uh, let me tell you something. The fact that Mariah got on here c- carrying on talking about I, I just can't trust Dr. Jackie because she don't show her true colors. Bitch, you of all people, Mariah, I know you fucking lying. I know you fucking lying. Mariah, Mariah has had more smoke for Quad and Dr. Jackie than she had for the motherfucker that exposed her child not being Dr. Aiden's Ooh. all those years ago. Ooh. Wasn't that Toya? Yes. Yes. So she, for you to be skinny. Wasn't Toya Mama that beat her the fuck up and not Toya? Or am I tripping? No, yeah. She got into it with Toya Mama. So for y'all to be doing all that skinning and grinning and you mad that somebody has kept a rumor going when you have kept many going. It was you, Mariah, that exposed all that information about Quad being homeless and living out her car and shit before she got with... uh. Dr. Greg and all that kind of shit. That was you, mm. honey. Mm. That was you, sweetheart. Mm. So what are you crying about? 
The oh. mud slink, the mud is being slung, and some hit you in your goddamn uh, color contacts. Mm. Now you got pink eye, and you want to cry. <laughs> Can as well. Now you friend. all, in, now you all in distress. Mm. Shout out to that guy who made that song. What's his name? Saucy Santana. Now you all in distress. Cause motherfucker think you doing when you when you say powder in your nose it means something completely different now. <laughs> that's that's the stigma you gonna have to live with. Cause if you didn't want to get dirty, bitch, you shouldn't have got in the mud. Mm. You should have stayed over there with them uh, quick weaves and them cheap fabrics that your husband bring you from India when he go home. Well, I just agree. Come on, Arabian Night. No. <laughs> 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 My bad. I'm not Islam phobic. I'm sorry. <laughs> what's the what's the other one? I'm not that one either. My bad. <laughs> we we not Islamophobic or xenophobic, but we yeah, are Mariah phobic. Girl, fuck you. There, you know what? Perfect. I like it. I am very Mariah phobic. Yeah, girl, yeah. fuck you. Um. Then uh, Toya. Speaking of Toya, Toya goes to Simone. Um, and she checks out because it Toya reveals that she got pregnant and then she lost the baby. Um, and that's literally all I have on that. Uh, I just want to say that Dr. Heavenly, first of all, shout out to, uh, what's her husband's name? What's Heavenly husband's name? Shout out to Dr. Damon. Okay. What you are doing is huge. Um, also I have a huge issue with Toya and Eugene and the way that they even come at Heavenly just based on how much Dr. Greg has done for Eugene career-wise. I got an issue with that. Even if you don't like Dr. Heavenly, this is the person that, this is the man that gave you your first job when you moved to Atlanta. Mm. First job. First job. Your first job. Y'all was broke. Gave you your first job. Sight, sight on sight. Didn't have to interview or nothing. He told you, bring your ass in, be ready to work. It was through that that you and Toya were able to get married and find a home and all this other stuff. You shouldn't have no smoke. You shouldn't have shit for Heavenly just based on who her husband is. That is enough for you to be like, you know what? I don't like the bitch, but let me shut up. Because this man has opened a lot of doors for me. I didn't know how connected Dr. Damon was in Atlanta until that premiere episode. And for him to be, and he's not older, I mean they're older, but not old, if you know what I'm saying, to be opening up his own surgical center, and y'all hosed and came to this party, I don't give a fuck if it was in the parking lot, I don't give a fuck if it was in a big lot, I don't care if it was in your mama backyard. This was very monumental for Dr. Damon and y'all tried to turn it into a clusterfuck. That's that jealousy shit I don't like. Because when it was about Dr. Eugene becoming um, the head head uh, surgical person in charge, what he is now, and making all this new money, Toya wanted to celebrate, and she wanted everybody to keep it cute and keep it cordial. But you came to this opening for Dr. Damon's surgical center and showed your motherfucking pantaloons. Fuck mm. you. Y'all are trash. Like, I do not like Toya, and I do not like Eugene. And mm. when Contessa, like what Curtis said, when Contessa called him the biggest bitch ever, she ain't tell a single lie, because that is one fat, catty motherfucker. Mm. 
for as high as y'all be in my ears, the fact that y'all bite the hand that feeds you, I just don't understand it. Looking the way that he fucking look, ugly motherfucker. Mm. Child, that's that was that was all I had. You the know what Doctor Eugene looks like? Hold on, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. You know what Doctor Eugene looks like? What's that one fat kid with the one two sticking out from Hey Arnold? Oh, Curtis. <laughs> Curtis. <laughs> Curtis. You know what? Let me move on with the rest so we can get up. <laughs> Let me move on to the rest of this episode. Uh, Whatever. Fuck y'all. <laughs> uh, Quad had a, a dinner with Dr. Heavenly Contessa. The only thing I took from this conversation is I would say divorce looks good on Quad and she had a Mary J. Blige cut. Um, and then Dr. Heavenly started being weird about Quad's sex life. And it's like, Dr. Heavenly always in somebody else's sex life other than Dr. Damon. And I just well, Doctor Damon seems Doctor Damon say they got a beautiful sex life, so I can see why. But some of them bitches act like they need some dick. They, you they, know what? They, That's fair. They do, but I do agree. Mind your business on that home front. Let Quad handle her divorce and her newly single life how she sees fit. If y'all can't be supportive without being intrusive. Just step all the way back and leave her the fuck alone. Right. She, she just leave her alone. But the previews look really promising because one of the men on the show tells Quad, ask her why she's on a couple's trip and she's not a couple. And that's that bitch shit that Contessa was talking about. Mm. And it looked like it came from uh, Cecil. Mm. So that's that bitch shit that, you know what I'm saying? That's that bitch shit. And I I don't like it. And it looked like Cecil and Simone is having trouble in paradise again. But when your bitch nay more than she slide on your dick, I'm not surprised. I was finna say shit. Also to in as well, I would still fuck Cecil, but that's another conversation for another day. Um, I didn't have anything else for Married to Medicine. So Well, I do have a little bit as let me screw my notes and just take us on home so we can get up out of here on it. Um, Dr. Jackie put together this, um, I guess, sister serenity circle for the healing, the process, the healing of marriage to crazy bitches. I guess I don't know. Um, <laughs> only for it to not work because the last scene after everybody spilled, they, uh, they feeling stuff. First of all, Heavenly and Mariah ended up dressing the same. And I was like, well, that fits because y'all two crazy bitches are the same coin, so that fits. Um, but it really didn't fix shit because right after this, Quad and Simone have a dinner. And I want to see how y'all feel about this because they have a dinner and Quad brings up how she still is upset at how Simone acted at uh, Heavenly's Crab Boil. And Simone Im- immediately gets defensive and saying, bitch, why are you bringing up old shit? I thought we was moving past it. I thought we was moving forward. You full of shit. And I... Mm. So, first of all, even ahead, though I don't like Simone, she better than me. Because you're not going to invite me to dinner and then show up an hour plus late. At all. That's true. I would have <laughs> been true. gone after 15 minutes. Especially if you're not calling, checking in, saying, hey, I'm running late. And and they rolled the beautiful bean footage. And I hate that I have to give Simone a little bit. But I'm a, I'm a fair bitch, so I'm going to do it. Because when she said that Quad does not respect the lady's time, she did not lie. 
Because no, there is no reason why you invite somebody somewhere and you show up late at all. But an hour late, and she just sitting there like a fool, only to have a three-minute conversation and then, <laughs> then leave. <laughs> and I, I left this confused because I did not understand why Qua still has an issue with this. I thought they had already talked about this. Now, Same. I will say, what's her name? Um, Simone. Some the way Simone came at Quad was trash. Like, yeah. and the reason why y'all can't make any progress is because every time Quad says something, you immediately jump on the defensive. But you're aggressively defensive to the point where you're disrespectful. Like it didn't have to be all that. You could have just been like Quad. I thought we already talked about this. I thought we were done with this. What's your real issue with me? Why? What? What do we need to do to move forward? But for you to start, oh, we already talked about this shit. That was too much. But at the same yeah. time, to be fair, I don't understand why Quad still has an issue with this. Like it really felt like she was grasping at straws. Maybe you've been holding your your breath on this for the past however many months. But to me, that's weird. Like you've been around Simone plenty of times. And you request a one on one, and this what you want to talk about? Now was just was just cordial with her at the um what the fuck Jackie called it like the the emerging tea or whatever the fuck she yeah. called it like just was cordial with her and getting thing on the table. So I thought it was weird. Like I like I don't like Simone, but I could not really disagree with her. It's like why are we revisiting this again? Now, I will give the benefit of the doubt a little bit. Maybe Quad was going to move into something else, and that was just to start the conversation. But mm, you should have you should have chosen a better hill to die on. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I just wanted to see y'all thoughts because I, I agree. I just like if you wanted to spring this into a conversation, like you said, Curtis, about. Uh, Simone's delivery which has consistently always been trash and one of the main reasons she stayed in some mess that's one thing but to keep rehashing this after you just had try, attempted to move forward then bringing it back up quad, at, on top of the fact that you were like an hour late when you yeah. invited her yeah. I was like oh quad uh, you gotta eat shit and in the words of Candace you gotta eat shit a little bit on this here beloved because, I mean, I'm not even mad because now that I'm thinking about it, and they ran some of that beautiful bean footage back. I'm not even really mad at Quad for still being upset. I'm just not understanding why you still bringing it up. Like you've had an opportunity on multiple occasions to talk this out. And so if you choose to hold on to it, that's on you, beloved. But you don't get to continue to bring it up at every cycle and we got to have a conversation about it whenever you want to talk about it again and again and again that's not how this works if we've talked about it and we've decided to move forward then that's the end of it you don't get to come back and bring it up again because you still mad you should have got all your feelings out when you had the opportunity and maybe yeah. you're just a petty bitch I, I, listen i'm a petty motherfucker myself so maybe you just a petty bitch and you did the conversation you thought you were over it and then when you got home you had a shenane moment and you talked to yourself and you and your other self decided we actually are not over this that's your cross to bear that's not simone's cross to bear because you decided after the fact that you were in fact not okay with it exactly and then again if you wanted to bring it up you're gonna have to be a whole lot less disrespectful that woman yeah as 
listen, because you showed up an hour late. You didn't even bring the bitch no sugar cubes or nothing. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Quad got a... It, going forward, Quad really needs to do some soul searching and self-checking because she she's not innocent in how she handles things with the girls. My thing is this. If you're in a bad headspace and you need some time to yourself, be woman enough to let them know. No other grown ass women should have to be chasing you down to see to see how you're doing or what's going on with you. When you commit to something, you need to be on time and you need and you need to keep it that way. You really do. If you if you can't be on time, just cancel. Yeah, respect yeah. other people's time the way that you want them to respect you. Yep. Yeah. And she has a history of being late to every fucking thing. Yep. Yeah, they, they, they rolled that bean. Or mm. not showing up at all when she said mm. she was going to be there. Ain't nobody finna play with you like that, Quad, and you too fucking old to play that game. Yep, and you want Correct. too much compassion and understanding from people to be playing in their face like that. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Yep. So that was Married to Medicine, and I think we're finna take a break. Before we take a break. Uh-oh. I just have one thing to say. Here we go. Come on, friend. At the Emergent Tea, which that name is terrible, Jackie. Um, yeah. Which I screamed when Dr. Jack, I mean, when Dr. Heavenly uh, told Jackie, girl, that's corny as fuck. It is. <laughs> which she did not lie. However, Continue. the mediator lady, whatever her name was, with that makeup. Sylvia, I think. Mm. Did she not look like Mr. Popo from Dragon Ball Z? All right, let's go to break. Oh. Okay. Curtis. (laughs) We'll be back with the rest of the show. (laughs) This nigga here, man. Y'all know I'm right. (laughs) That ain't the goddamn point. Hey, fuck you. Yes, it is. (laughs) It's always the point. Thank you for supporting the Flawless Noises Media Network. You can visit FlawlessNoises.com for more information on our other wonderful shows. You can also connect with us on social media. Search for at Flawless Noises on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Go to FlawlessNoises.com store if you're interested in purchasing some merchandise. And if you really love us and would like some bonus content, subscribe to our Patreon. With $5 and $10 subscription levels, you're bound to hear something you like. Go to patreon.com slash flawless noises for more details. We thank you for taking the time to listen to our shows and supporting your favorite hosts. Please feel free to share with your friends, family, co-workers, and more. Flawless Noises Media Network, get to know our sound. And now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. Hey y'all, we are back from break and we're going to slide right on over to Potomac. We are... At the first part of the reunion for season four, um, I think for the most part, all the ladies look good. Not everyone's hair looked good, mm. but outfits and stuff. I think everybody looked good. I think Monique looked amazing. Yeah, yeah she's gonna I think do that Mo- anyway. Monique looked good. I thought Karen looked good. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm. Um, I mean, Giselle looked good, but I mean, she's just good looking. She's just a bitch. But... Rotten. Correct. <laughs> right. Um, who, Candace 
I mean, Candace looked the way Candace usually looks. She looked like the bird that she is with all them fucking feathers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember what Robin had on. All I know is Robin's hair was a fucking mess. <laughs> Her hair is always a mess, though. Yeah. She gonna do that anyway, because that's just how she... Like, is. of all the times to wear a quick weave, this is when you choose to? I mean... Child looking like Mary J. Blige from that Someone Call 911 fucking video. Mm. She need to a call bird has been shot down. She need to call nine one one. She ain't got no money, so. Well, well that's well. true. Robin's Nobody hair before. looked as bad as Bravo Andy's face looked. Mm. Yeah, Bravo Andy looked a mess. He looked bad. Mm. He looked real bad. But anyway, um, I'm gonna breeze through this because it wasn't. It, it was like the incline of the roller coaster. Like we can tell that part two is probably going to have the juicy part. And I think it's pretty typical when they stretch these reunions out three parts when they don't need to be in that the first part is some mid, even though there's a lot discussed. The second part usually has a big part, but it also falls flat for half of the episode. And then the third episode of the reunion is completely a waste of time so that's what i'm anticipating but we'll see karen had a lot to say like she was on one i don't think i've ever seen karen like this since she's been on this show not consistently anyway no uh that's the one thing i love about reunions and why i think good messy shows should have them because the girls have seen all of the shade at this point yep yep Every last bit. And so Karen came in with a chip on her shoulder because they, they shaded her all fucking season long. Mm. While Giselle these, the same, these the same women, Giselle and Ashley um, and Robin, these are the same girls who really don't have a pot to piss in and a window to throw it out of. And they had the most to say. And congratulations to Karen for LaDom being in Bloomingdale's. Boom. All you bitches do is go and get y'all American Express's declined in Bloomingdale's, and she has a fragrance in there. Mm. And Rob and Giselle was doing a lot of backpedaling. I wasn't being shady, Karen. I wasn't doing this. Yes, bitch, you were. You, you can't say that somebody's perfume smells elderly and claim that it's not shade. That's not how this but works. But it smells good. No. No, it don't smell good no if it one, smell like it's for 80-year-olds. Exactly. No one in the history of, of ever has said that nursing home perfume smells good. Ever. Y'all don't know how to say nothing with y'all chest. That's why y'all some bozos. Mm. But anyway, shout out to the person that wrote in allegedly, a.k.a. the producers, saying that uh, just how much therapy did Giselle go to and she needs a lot more. That shit had... that had me hollering it tickled me because Um, it's absolutely true they brought up the shit with sherman i don't care about that i'm not interested in y'all bringing up the only thing that giselle has that she's clinging to a storyline with and that was buried how long ago how many episodes like i don't i didn't get it was literally like the first two yeah i don't get why we spent so much time talking about sherman um Especially when Sherman don't spend no time talking about Giselle. At all. After he got them Beyonce tickets back, he was good. Mm. Okay. I'm sure that his new bitch put the uh uh-oh on him once he took her to that concert, too. That's why you mad. But anyway, Mm. 
And then she started stumbling over her words when they started pressing her. Girl, we already knew you was fucking your baby daddy again. But I did holler when Karen was like, she, you can't hold on to him for more than a season, so I don't even want to know who it is. Listen, Karen did not come to play with you whole. at all, even though she contradicted herself. Because when, when they started talking about it, she said she already knew. And so I was like, well, that makes that shade that you threw a sting a little bit less. But I still appreciate you throwing it. Actually, you know what? I'm going to take that back because the fact that you knew she was fucking her baby daddy and you threw that shade anyway. Mwah. Bravo, Karen. <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> because <laughs> that's some shit i would do i know what it is and i'm gonna still shade because <laughs> i feel like it hey Kurt, you 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 in line still with karen you that um that, that meme of uh nini and um and candy we see each other yes yes grand we dom. see each other we shade each other <laughs> Because, listen, when Karen was like, well, if it's anybody that'll be with you, it's him. Mm, and I was it? like, oh. Ooh. Ooh. She, I mean, she was letting it, the chopper spray. And my favorite I mean, part is that Giselle had literally nothing to offer back. She, which she is, Which is why I love, again, love reunions because a lot of these women are punk bitches. <laughs> because she, she didn't... <laughs> She didn't have all that mouth for Karen that she had in them green screens all season long and when she was talking to Robin and every fucking thing else. Mm. It was it was quiet. Just like when Karen was like, Giselle, you're not a good person and you know you're not a good person. Well, and she like, but what about you? She's like, I know who I am, but you're not a good person. Mm-hmm. Okay. We have bean footage of and one. No, and, none of, and none of the girls objected. That's what made it like, mm. Not even not Robin. Not even Robin. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, no because lies we, told. Because in one in this situation, we have beautiful bean footage. Literally eight or four years of one person in this argument being a piece of goddamn bitch, and the other one being the unfortunate receiving end of one of these women being a piece of bitch. So you do the math on who is a good person and who is not. Mm-hmm. Strong words, friends. Strong words. So they're still on Karen about the Instagram live shit. And I'm just still like, who cares? Like you can't in one breath be like, we can't tell somebody how to grieve. And then the next breath say, well, I don't feel like being on Instagram live is grieving. Why does it Mm. bother you that much that she was on Instagram live? Is it because she has people on Instagram that actually want to see her on live? Like what's Mm. the issue? Because everything coming from Robin and Giselle about that shit screams jealousy to me. It could just be me. But I don't see any reason why Giselle and by extension Robin are so bothered by anything that Karen does. Literally nothing that Karen does affects you in mm. any way. But y'all are so bothered by that woman. She can't be on Instagram live. You, you don't want that. She, you, you all in her business about where she live. You in her business about her fragrance, about her business, about her marriage. What is it? What, what, yeah, why what are y'all so obsessed with Karen Huger? They are super obsessed. And the crazy part was that y'all claim to be great people and y'all don't understand why someone who has just lost both their parents back to back would not want to go and hang out after spending the day on a plantation where probably thousands of slaves have died historically. Mm-hmm. The, and only. like, and, and even Monique was like the the plantation. While it was a beautiful experience, death is a it's around you. 
knowing what went on on these plantations, you know, you can sense the death. You can sense the, the vibes and the energy. You can sense how heavy it is. Not only Furthermore, that, a 60 plus year old woman don't owe y'all no explanations about shit. If she want to get on IG live, if she wants to get some good energy from her fans and her followers, who the fuck are you? Especially What's the difference between IG live and going to drink yourself under the fucking table. It, listen, let me tell you, cause it's cause I ain't forgot you bitches did all that carrying on and all y'all did was go to bar hop. Yeah, they didn't even bar you? hop. They went to one bar and then went back to the hotel. To, so to argue <laughs> and argue right she didn't even miss anything y'all act like y'all had this fire night that's never gonna be duplicated y- y'all act like y'all just had the hangover experience in new orleans y'all didn't do shit y'all went to one bar y'all danced for three minutes and then y'all realized your geriatric knees and ankles couldn't handle the shit and you went back to the goddamn hotel room and the young bitches got to arguing ashley and uh candace literally that's all y'all did that night. Y'all act like she missed some super healing kumbaya as we are now, I don't know, Sailor Moon and her squad of bitches. Y'all didn't do shit. Nothing. Anyway, moving on. Karen is back in Potomac and Andy was super shady getting into her business about whether or not she was renting the house and all that kind of stuff. And Karen was like, we are renting with an option to buy. Mind your fucking business. And I don't think that she was bullshitting. Because it's clear that the only ones who have any money on that show are Karen, Ray. Monique. Monique and and Chris. uh, Ashley's husband. Yeah. And uh, Booty Touching Darby. Yeah. Booty Touching Darby. You know what? We can't say that now. Now that we know that uh, Candace's husband comes from an affluent family. Oh, you know what? You're right. I forgot about that. And that if they really wanted that $2 million house, they would have it. I This season gave me a lot of respect for Candace's husband because he is not content being a trust fund baby. He has gone out and mm-hmm. he's getting it for himself and he's holding Candace accountable. We're not about to live off your mom's money. We're not about to live off my family's money. We're not getting a $2 million house until we can afford a $2 million house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. This season made me have a lot of respect for him and even less respect for, well, not that I had that much anyway, but even less respect for Candace. It's, I, don't, I don't have an issue with Candace. I don't dislike Candace. I thought she got super weird and creepy with the Ashley pregnancy type shit. But all in all, I didn't really have many issues with Candace this season. I just, you know, was like, okay, well, and that was it. She didn't, she didn't stand out to me, but she didn't annoy me either. Mm. It was just kind of like, all right, she's trying to solidify her spot and keep a, you know, keep that, keep it for next season. Mm. And that was pretty much what I got from it. I will say if Candace is smart, she will do what Giselle did not do this season. She will take the shit that has been brought to her attention about her behavior this season. She will spin that into a therapy storyline next season and solidify herself that way. Uh, y- yep. Also yeah. that. And if also you do that. that, bitch, I want my motherfucking credit. 
<laughs> yeah, if she if she's smart, she will explore some therapeutic options for her behavior, her attitude, and she will go forward and she will also um get something show us something real outside of the wedding. The wedding has passed now, hun. We yes. over it. Yes. It was beautiful. Cool. Great. Yes. We need some more from you yes. now. You know, we need you, you shown- to tell your mom to take a step back. We get it. Dorothy likes the camera. We've been called that episodes ago. Yeah. It's time mm-hmm. for you to step out from behind your mother's shadow. Mm-hmm. And, okay. and she and the crazy part is you need the therapy, hun. You yes. have a lot of trauma. From finding out that you had a brother when you were almost a teenager and all this other shit, your parents have done a number on you. Yes. And if you want to stay married to this man who looks like he is, you know, I'm, I know Chris has his own issues. We know that he's a, a partial deadbeat and shit like that. But we also don't know what's going on behind the cameras with that because it seems like uh, after the first season, he didn't want the cameras in that part of his life while he tried to straighten that out. So we really don't know what's going on with that. He has other kids, but he probably doesn't want them on the camera. Um, so we don't know don't. that. Or their moms don't. So we know we don't know what's going on with that. But from the looks of it, he is completely grounded. And if you want to stay married and stay happy, you're going to have to shed your Dorothy coat. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And the sad part is going through this conversation with Dorothy out there and she was hamming it up. Talking about Candace ran. Her face just happened to run into that purse. Okay, girl. Like, girl. Like, you bopped your grown-ass daughter in the face with a purse because y'all were having an argument. Just own it. Like, I don't understand how you sit here and you talk all this shit, but you never say anything with your chest. As soon as someone that's not Candace starts pressing your ass about your behavior, you backpedal like a motherfucker. And that's the shit I don't respect. Mm. You get on here, you be trying to upstage your daughter, and she's the one who is a cast member, not you. And the fact that... Even on this couch in front of everybody, you still don't get it. You had Giselle of all people trying to explain to you. Giselle? Robin? Yeah. Robin is not even not very bright. Yeah. Robin trying to explain to you. Monique. Um Karen. What's the who am I forgetting? Even Ashley. Even and Ashley don't even like your daughter. Everybody is like, Dorothy, what the... F- get your shit together. And you still mm-hmm. trying to blame Candace for your behavior. You trying to blame Candace for wanting to have a relationship with her brother. Huh? Right. The one thing I will say about everybody on the cast, because every, everybody on the cast through filming and stuff, every interaction with Dorothy they've had, they've consistently been like, like you, you an elder. I mean, you ain't my mama, but you an elder, so I give you a little bit of respect. But girl, you doing too fucking much. Too much. And shout out to whatever producer um, fabricated that letter. Or I mean, I guess if I give y'all the benefit of the doubt, maybe somebody did write the letter in asking Dorothy if you had such a problem with your ex husband having a baby outside of them, and he had that baby before y'all got married. Why did you go ahead and marry him? And mm. then when they were like, when she was like, I'm I'm over this. Even Bravo Andy was like, it doesn't seem like you are. And you're not. 32, what? No, how old is the older brother? 35, I think they said. 35 yeah. to 36 years later, you still are holding a grudge against that man. And you're taking it out on your daughter. 
everybody with two working eyes and everybody who has no working eyes can see that you still are upset about him having that baby. That man is grown. That man is in his mid-30s, maybe even, he may even be closer to 40 if I remember correctly. And you still upset about it. You still talking about you too young. You don't understand. Huh? You married the man anyway. Seems like everybody understand, but you. No, you understand. You just a bitch. Well, you're manipulative. You use the things. And I, I really do not like or respect Dorothy because I really feel like she uses what she has learned in her education from becoming a therapist to try to manipulate everybody around her. Mm. And Candace was unfortunate in that she got to Candace early. Yeah, because that other daughter don't play with Dorothy like that. At all. And by extension, I'm, I feel confident, we said it before, that her daddy don't play with Dorothy. Dorothy's current husband don't play with her ass. Which is probably why she's on Candace's neck so much too. Because she don't have no other outlets for this... I don't even know what to call it at this point. Whatever that badness that's in Dorothy, that darkness that's begging to have an outlet, the only one that she can successfully put it on is Candace. Yeah. And you can see the manifestation in it in the way Candace acts, her temper. You done fucked your daughter up. We see it and we see it in real time. You reinforcing the fucked upness in your daughter and you don't give a fuck and you don't give a fuck and you think you're so much smarter than everybody that you're going to explain it away to people who can see and know better that's the shit i don't like so if candace was smart she would definitely find a way to be like yeah um my mom is going to take a back seat she don't need as much filming time she like if you want to be on tv you need to find your own way to do it sweetie but you're not about to be mucking up the shit that I already got going on. Trying to be on this show, trying to be cute on this show. So that was how I felt about that. Like, Candace, stop letting your pork shank ass look at mama upstage you. It, it, we don't need this. I agree. And then for Can- and Candace to bring the, the deed to her house. To try to prove that her and her mom are both owners of that house. Sweetie, as much as you've been made fun of, and we've made a few jokes here and there about that being your mama house. We stand for housing. <laughs> whether I mean, it's your good house. For your receipts. Whether good it's your, for your house receipts, or but not. You still went, yeah, it, you still weren't paying all the mortgage. So what are you saying? But it, you it's and your not mama, even that. It, why does it? Why do you care? If you have a roof over your head and you are you are able to do the things that you want to do in your life, whether you paying half the mortgage or all the mortgage, why do you care? And of all, but you think you need to prove something to these bitches? Mm. Giselle drives a PT cruiser. Why you need to prove anything to her? <laughs> a old one at that. Robin drive a little ass Jeep Compass. Robin was so stupid she got scammed out of all of her and Juan's money. And Ashley is a sugar baby. 
And you've mm. said it repeatedly. You call that girl every type of gold digging hoe. Why are you trying to prove yourself to gold digging hoes, a bitch driving an old Mini Cooper, and a bitch who got scammed out out her uh, baby father's uh, NBA money? This right. this this is this is who you want to be your judge and jury? Because Monique and Karen do not give a damn. Nope. Correct. And your, and your ass is so stupid. You sit up here at odds with Monique when Monique is really the one that you need to be connecting with because she's the only one that really truly, I won't say gives a fuck about you, but she's neutral enough that she's well, not she on your neck you about shit. Your, and she calls you out on shit when you wrong. Exactly. Like, let's call a spade a spade. You have been super wrong for a lot of this Ashley shit. Just it's so much you can get on Ashley's neck about, but you chose to focus in on her having a baby, her having a miscarriage and all that kind of stuff. And in all of that, you made yourself look extremely homophobic and weird. As if somebody if, as if a man who is either gay or identifies as bisexual can't have a family. Mm. Can't have children. You you look very weird, and you should be ha- glad to have a friend like Monique that was like, "Girl, you should pump your brakes. Mm-hmm. This is going a whole. This is going way too far. It is not even that deep." Yes, Ashley is a bitch. She's been a bitch to me. She's been a bitch to Karen. She's been a bitch to Giselle and Robin at some point. She's a bitch, but how she behaves should not dictate your behavior. Nope. Speaking of Ashley, that hair is the fool, bitch. Mm-hmm. That and hair the fool, that dress is the fool. But shout out to you for bouncing for that baby for that body bounce back after that baby. And also wishing you nothing but continued healing and processing as you deal with baby blues and postpartum depression, because it's not easy to get through. It's definitely hard on first time moms because we don't know what to expect, especially when you didn't have a good mom. Mm-hmm. So, yes, we wish you nothing but the best with that. But let me tell you something. You're a rape apologist. Mm. You're a sexual assault apologist. Mm. Your husband is not exempt from the critique and criticisms he received from the ladies on the show. And this is why I have a problem with Candace in that respect. There was a lot of shit you could have zeroed in on about with Ashley without bringing up the baby, the pregnancy, the miscarriage. You're in a you're 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 a victim blamer. Yep. Your husband did what he what was said was done, and just because the charges were dropped does not make him innocent. Nope. Nope. And we dragged about that. I know I did specifically. Yeah, we dragged. Yes, we did. That. And, and so for you to be sitting on that couch talking about with a friend wouldn't do that, a friend wouldn't do that. Let me tell you something. Let the man I'm married to be accused of being inappropriate with anybody. And my friends have questions, valid ones. I'm going to be there to discuss them. Right. I expect nothing less from them. And the fact because, that... Oh, go ahead, Candace Laura. No, no, go ahead. I was just say the fact that he put himself in that position, but you want everybody to be hush-hush when you've never been hush-hush about anybody else's issues on the show. And their issues have been painting, way less agreed. Way less. Down to you painting Monique as a full-blown raging alcoholic for a whole season. But now everybody should be hush-hush about your husband having a history of saying any inappropriate sexual things to other men on the show and 
this is not the first time, as they said in the previews for next week, the ladies finally come out and say this is not the first time that Michael Darby has been accused of inappropriately making physical contact with people that work on the men that work on the show. Let me say that. Let me specify men that work on the show. He has a history. He has a repeated history. Mm-hmm. But now everybody's not your friend because they not they not here to coddle you and help you cover the shit up. Right. The fact that she got upset because she could tell it in her face. She got visibly upset when even Andy like was asked the women like, is everybody OK? Is everybody comfortable with Michael being here? And you could tell it was awkward. And the fact that Ashley's face scrunched up like, girl, are you? Your man is accused of assault. Like I know, Candace specified it specifically for men, but girl, in this day and age, in the in the age of of two thousand of the nineteen of things, in the age of Me Too, and everybody coming forward with their stories about you know being assaulted and things of this nature, the fact that you were visibly visibly scrunching up your face, that someone asked a groom a room full of women how they felt about a man being here that's been accused of multiple sexual assault. Actually, you need your fucking face slapped. Yeah. I just can't imagine expecting blind loyalty when it's sexual assault. And not only that, we have to also go a little bit deeper in that it's not just accusations. They have been witnesses to some of this stuff, depending on who it is. They've either heard him say some shit or they've seen him do some shit. Yep. And for you to be like, y'all are not my friends because y'all are not blindly supporting me while you sitting here lying to their faces because they know what they heard and they know what they saw and you trying to convince them that they didn't and you trying to convince them to tell the world that they didn't see it and they didn't hear it when they did we heard that that kerfuffle it did not sound like you just bumped into somebody shoulder to shoulder and meant to say excuse me Nobody's going to rage at you like that if you bump shoulders with them. Even if you square up, ran and walked into them. That man specifically was like, please do not do that. That means you were doing something specific to him that he did not like. That's way more than a shoulder bump. And in the previews for next week, um, it was several of the men on the stage that say they saw him be inappropriate. Mm. Chris was the one that was subpoenaed, but Ray was like, I've seen you inappropriately touch another male production team person before Mm. or the Mm. same one. But he was like, I saw you do that. Yep. And listen, listen, Chris was upset. Chris was like, nigga, if you don't white old crack, if you don't stop playing on my motherfucking face, like to your point, Curtis, about what I saw playing on my face, talking about I didn't see what the fuck I saw. Mm hmm. Like, I don't I don't know how they have the audacity to get on this show acting the way that they do. And I'm like, and then I, I want to see how this goes about, because then Michael walk, walking his sweaty back ass up them steps like he just got off the bobby. And I just. I don't know what more can be said, like you did that. <laughs> you did that. And I don't care how much y'all try to spin the shit and tell us that what we know it is is not what it is. He did that. Guilty as fuck. And you are an apologist, like Candace said. 
And then you mm. got the nerve to get on here and try to lie to us about that terrible ass wig you had in that confessional. Bitch, that was your mama's wig. Don't try to sit up here and lie to us and tell us <laughs> that you gave it to your mama. You borrowed your mama's wig and you got on here looking a fucking mess. And the internet mm. dragged you appropriately. Well, I think that was Damn. mostly what happened. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll see, like I said, so the next part of the reunion, we'll get deeper into Michael's and them jeans scandal. And we'll see what's what. So let's slide on over to Basketball Wives. So we're on episode 14. I thought this was going to be the season finale. I was sadly mistaken. (laughs) We still have at least another episode of this shit. I've been waiting for this. I've been excited. So, (laughs) come on, friend, take us home. The basketball bitches go to Costa Rica. (laughs) (laughs) Minus Jen and Tammy, because nobody likes Jen and Tammy don't like nobody. So, correct. That was perfect. Um, shout out to Malaysia for calling Jackie an old face young hoe. I thought that was mildly funny, given that it was coming from Malaysia. Even though I think Malaysia's doing a lot, but we'll get there. So, CC, Jackie, and OG are staying in a separate villa from the rest of the ladies. Again, I feel like they're doing a lot, but I get it. Because, you know, they still are making CC public enemy number one. And so I, I appreciate them being in a different villa. Uh, all of the ladies have dinner together and CC before she went was telling everyone that she and Kristen don't speak. She said they hadn't spoken since whatever that shit was when Tammy was erroneously trying to insert herself in the shit. And CC was like, I'm good. We don't, we don't need to do this no more. Like I'm good. Love. Enjoy. And then, for some reason, Evelyn inserted herself. And I don't understand Mm. why. I don't understand why Evelyn insists on inserting herself in the shit between Cece and Kristen outside of she just wants an excuse to try to bully Cece. That's all I got. Because outside of that, I don't see any reason for Evelyn to have anything to say. Everybody else is quiet on the subject except for Evelyn. Why? Especially after Evelyn did this whole or attempted to do this whole thing where I, I just, I don't bother nobody. I stay out of people's business. Like, I don't talk about any white bitch. Mm-hmm. I can't tell. Mm-hmm. It's, you got tired of being labeled such a bully, Evelyn. I can't tell, bitch. Now you're just a, a bully that don't put their hands on nobody. Mm-hmm. A cowardly how a bully. bully. <laughs> listen, hi, listen. And I'm not saying she's a coward because she's not putting her hands on people. I'm saying she's a coward because she moved like a coward. Mm. But be but have the nerve have the nerve to get up here and cry and insert like you said insert yourself in business that ain't yours and then call CC a manipulator and a coward. I can't. I know you lying to me, Evelyn Lazada. Because um, as Candace said, Lazada from the block. The only ones that you have smoke with are the ones you think you can bully. Mm. You don't have all this smoke for Tammy. Mm -hmm. Because at this juncture, and then she, you even said it. 
Now I see how stupid me and Tammy look always arguing all the damn time. And yet you still doing the shit with Cece. Why? Help me understand, Evelyn. For somebody that looks the way that you do, that has the immaculate skill to lay on that back and set a trap. Why are you bothering Cece? I don't understand. You should respect Cece. Cece done did the same (laughs) shit you do. (laughs) (laughs) Take it back. Lay on that back and set a trap. (laughs) <laughs> Bars, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, bitch! You had a motherfucking conniption when Jackie Christie brought up rumors about your daughter being a back princess. Okay, you were jumping over tables. Your hair pins was falling out all your goddamn head while y'all was in New York. You start reminding motherfuckers you just a bitch from the Bronx, which we don't care about. Um, mm, but Spanish you can't seem to keep listen Spanish rap from the never mind. You can't manage. <laughs> you can't manage to keep your nose out of other people's family business, and I I have an issue with that mm. because whenever anything pertains, let me say you know what? Let me get even. Your mom is still living in a project apartment in the Bronx, and you have a lot to say about everybody else's family business while your mama is living in a one-bedroom project apartment in the Bronx. You have laid on your back, and you have fucked somebody from every professional sport, and you have never got your mama out the projects in the Bronx. We don't want to hear anything from you. We don't care about your opinion on anybody else's personal life or personal business. You are a bitch that has been content to leave your mama in the projects in the Bronx. Mm. Mike is from the Bronx. Ask him about the projects in the Bronx. <laughs> Motherfuckers make it and they get the fuck out the projects for a reason. Your mama is still in the projects with them goddamn porcelain dolls that she knit dresses for. <laughs> Evelyn done left her mama behind like Mariah Lynn. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> so I... Tr- truly truly do have a problem with you not learning your fucking place and other people family business when you didn't even bring your mama with you to live the good life in LA and Miami when you was laying on your back through the NBA NFL or MLB you have a lot of fucking nerve like way too much with your scary ass bitch you super fucking scary you super scary you and pussy. OG ain't tell one lie on you. That's that's my other issue. OG trying to start shit between me and Jackie. OG ain't started shit. For you once. said that shit. You been giggling, gaggling, cackling, and every fucking thing else every time somebody got something bad to say about OG. Mm-hmm. You know it and I fucking know it. Mm-hmm. When them girls said Jackie, your friend, you definitely gave the look like since when? Okay. Mm-hmm. Because I'm honestly, I don't even. Oh, them ahead, old Kevin. brittle ass, old brittle ass bones. Take your <laughs> ass somewhere, bitch. And I and speaking of which, I don't know why you look like that, um, Evelyn. Because shit, especially from this season, I can't tell that you and Jackie ain't friends. Cause y'all, cause it's the common denominator of all the mess that keep going back and he and who said what and who what is Jackie Christie. And Evelyn Lozada, two bitches who just what few what two three seasons ago were ready to be at each other's throat. Now y'all best friends, always keeping up shit amongst the group. I can't tell that y'all ain't besties. Listen, because every time some new mess is introduced to the group, where does it originate? An outing with Evelyn and Jackie Christie. Exactly. 
And if they're not both there at the same time, they're going to get together and they're going to spill the tea to one another. And then mm-hmm. all hell breaks loose. But, yeah, I don't understand why Evelyn continues to insert her shit in. The, except that, like I said before, you just don't like CC. You well within your rights not to like CC. Everybody ain't ever for everybody i but i wish you would say that shit with your chest and then shut the fuck up if you don't like somebody you don't need to keep inserting yourself in their business you look stupid Mm. and so the other thing with that imagine hating somebody based off of motherfucking Kristen. and we'll get there we because you know that's my favorite pastime listen take us home friend Uh, so when Evelyn gets into the shit, CC walks off. And I wasn't mad that CC walked off because it's like, I'm not here to discuss my family business with you. You're not part of my family. And I don't know you. And I don't like you. Shut the fuck up talking to me. Right. And you think and I, that you being loud makes you a better bitch. And it doesn't. And I respect this- CC way more for walking away than you sitting there doing your little two finger salute acting like you really gonna do something when we know you're not gonna do shit you're not gonna bust a grape in a fruit fight mm. at all and also can and not, we and not only that this is one of the reasons i i have some smoke for malaysia because as much as you have had to say about y'all family dynamic you did not check her when she was bringing up y'all family business mm-hmm. but you had no problem going at cc about family business Mm-hmm. But now you can you couldn't get Evelyn together like, hey, uh, that's my family too, and I don't want this discussed either. Mm-hmm. That part, especially you did all this carrying on, and you didn't stop being on uh, CC's neck until Byron had to tell you, bitch, if <laughs> if you don't stop all this goddamn foolishness to leave my f- fiance the fuck alone, because this is all Christian business. Yep, and doing. And my thing is, y'all all have all this slick shit to say about CeCe after the fact. CeCe wasn't even the one that brought the shit up. Nope. And she's never the one that brings it up now that I think about it. Y'all get mad at CeCe for not wanting to discuss stuff, walking away or whatever the case may be, when she's never the one that brings the stuff up. And since we're here, I was going to do this later in the show, but um, it is time. Shawnee O'Neal, pull up a seat, mm. bitch. Mm. I was waiting for us to get here. I thought Candace was going to bring it up, but let's go. You have done a lot of things that I respect. I respect your hustle. We've, we've given you your roses about your business acumen. It's been strong enough to keep your family afloat. It's even strong enough to bring Shaq old bozo big ass back around sniffing around. However, don't think that I have not peeped that you... In your own way, have kept shit going the whole season. Because I've noticed every time some shit happened, you got some slick shit to say. And the fact that you sat there later in the episode mocking Cece the way that you did. Continuing Mm. the shit, hyping Evelyn up. You sit there and you act like you want peace. You want everybody to get along. Kumbaya the fuck y'all. But then you do the shit that you do and you say the shit that you say. And, e- and then you put Malaysia in a weird place and she a bozo coward in her own right because she should have stood up for what was right. Given how family oriented she claimed that she is. If somebody is mocking a member of your family the way that Shawnee was, you should have stood the fuck up and said something. That's not right. You don't get to mock CC because she don't want to deal with y'all's fucking bullshit and she chooses to walk away. That's that's well within her right. But Shawnee, you got a lot of fucking nerve 
to act like you don't have a hand in the shit that goes on in that group because you always stirring the pot in some way, in some fashion. Even if you show up to the situation late, you stirring the pot. There was no reason for you to be making fun of Cece like that, given the, the what was going on while Evelyn is sitting there trashing her. You're going to have to get a fuck you for that, Shawnee O'Neal. I did not like that shit at all. I agree with that. Oh, no, I had a huge problem with that. Go ahead, Jeremy. I was going to say, I'm going to say this real quick, and then I'm going to throw it to you. Not only that, I know you fucking lying, Shawnee O'Neal, mocking Cece for walking away when when you walk away from Jen and her side, too. I was going to say, didn't you leave your your event that you put together and paid for because a bitch that you don't like showed up? Yes. But you mad at CC for leaving events that are not hers that she was invited invited to? And not only that, CC told you I left because this is your event, and I don't want to bring unnecessary bullshit with these crazy ass bitches who clearly don't like me exactly. to your event. So, Shawnee, what the fuck are you talking if about? If you think I'm about to be in Costa Rica arguing with a bitch with brittle bones. I... <laughs> <laughs> You got another thought coming. I'm not about to argue with my family business because the thing is, in order for Cece to really clear the air on that situation, she would have had to expose Kristen's bullshit. Yep. Mm-hmm. She would have had to expose her. Well, she got that would have been, right. been an even bigger clusterfuck. Mm-hmm. Also, I want to give a big, super, super, super big fuck you to Shawnee and Evelyn. For the debacle that is taking place on social media right now where people are requesting that VH1 and whoever that production company is fires Evelyn for that monkey shit that she said about OG mm. on Instagram. Mm-hmm. When she was talking shit about OG and she finished the the IG comment by putting a laughing monkey in the picture. Um and it it wasn't just that did weren't they coming at her for some uh racist shit that she was saying about cc too what that uh, ling ling the, shit the ling ling oh, yeah yep mm-hmm. yeah yep mm-hmm. and let me take this opportunity to point it out and because i know we say similar stuff but the difference is we don't mean that shit we're not on this show we ain't getting no checks we don't have nothing to lose when it comes to this but we don't mean no harm and Evelyn, you, you we know, know has a history of being a belligerent bitch. Yep. Which is sad. Imagine looking the way Evelyn Lozada looks, having the pull that she does, and being such a fucking miserable ass bozo around other women. You hate to see it, truly. And, and while we're here, let me say this, which, and I'm glad y'all brought it up. That's why when CC um, said that uh, Evelyn, what she called Evelyn, like a, a ghetto a bitch rat. or whatever, she just a hood rat. Rat. I was she not. Is. I was not fucking offended. And listen, I know a lot of people, you know, a lot of black folks don't believe in that POC solidarity shit. I get it. I understand it. I receive it. But let me tell you one motherfucking thing. And this here dancer on this hour on this podcast. I don't give a fuck that CC called her a hood rat ghetto bitch because one, she is. And two, did nobody, not one single person check Evelyn for that Ling Ling shit when if the roles were reversed... Cece would have got fucking fired. They don't check Evelyn for anything that she has no. said. No, because Shawnee is fucking scary. And I, and no, no, not- no, 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 no. Not because Shawnee is scary, but because Shawnee eggs the shit on may even be fair to say that she agrees with the shit. 
Because mm. you had every opportunity to check Evelyn about the shit that she was doing. And what did you do? You mocked Cece. You have every opportunity to do the kumbaya, let's come together like real bitches do. And what do you do? You throw lighter fluid on the flames. Mm. And I don't, I don't, I'm not mad at CC at all. Imagine arguing with a bitch with osteoporosis. <laughs> Fuck you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Evelyn. Not me. Hey, let me say something. I'm not gonna let Curtis eat this trash by itself because I've been wanting to say the bitch got osteoporosis for the last 15 minutes, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna try to hold it in. But since we here, Fuck that. Bitch, go drink some, drink go some drink milk, some bitch. Milk shut the fuck up. You know what you I'm saying? Put, Mind you your business. Like a motherfucker. Get you some calcium supplements and shut the hell up. Bitch, get you a pill. So over there with them uh, bones like uh, Derrick Rose, bitch. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, so let's see. CC said that she hates Kristen. Girl, me too. Same. Me too. Fuck her. <laughs> and then to bring something that happened outside of the show that Jeremy, I believe, brought to the group chat, mm-hmm. we see a clip. Byron was, I don't know what was going on, who was filming Byron and why he was talking about what he was talking about, but I appreciate it nonetheless. There's a clip of Byron talking about how. Kristen basically lied again on him trying to say that he didn't show up to uh I guess what like a, a sit down a dinner, discussion a, a dinner sit down to clear the air. Right. She trying to say that he blew them off because he was doing something else and Byron was like skirt skirt. He was like uh I didn't get invited to whatever this sit down is that she's claiming I didn't show up to. And the fact that you have taken another yeah, opportunity to throw me bad. under the bus to continue to have a storyline is fuck you, girl. And he she, literally said so that. What happened was when Byron and his son had that sit down, his son said that he would like to eventually put a dinner together where they can all sit down and talk and try to, you know, start a repair process for the relationships. When the son mentioned a specific date, Byron was like, hey, I already have tickets to this baseball game. I can't make it. Afterwards, let's sit down again and try to come up with a date. They never set the date. Kristen took it upon herself to fabricate all of this. But there was never a concrete date for when this dinner was supposed to happen. And also, when this dinner was supposed to happen, Cece was supposed to be there. Mm. So again, Kristen doing a whole fucking lot. I cannot wait until the reunion episode. Like, I'm foaming at the mouth for the reunion episode because I want to know how the girls feel about these all these lies that Kristen has told them. That they have been going hard over the whole season against Cece. Yep. Y'all been taking everything that Kristen has said to heart. Y'all been in her corner, supported her the whole season, and she ain't did shit but throw her family under the bus at every opportunity. And for what? I, I, imagine throwing your whole ass real family under the bus to get in the good graces of Shawnee O'Neill and Evelyn Lozada. Girl, I know you fucking lying to me. I mean, Shawnee, I kind of understand, but performing for Evelyn, why? why why i don't get that 
Anyway, um, so the next day they have their activities and the groups are split. So we have. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let me back it up. I'm sorry. I forgot a huge chunk. Pardon me. Fival. <laughs> so Jackie, OG, and uh, what's the girl name? Cece. They show up. And aside from all the shit going on with them, Phoebe. <laughs> I've been waiting for this. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck was going on, to be honest. I do feel like what Jackie said was true. You were tweaking, bitch. Yes. And everybody knows that you were tweaking. But I don't think you were tweaking because of drugs. Let me say that. I think you were a little bit tipsy. You started saying shit that you weren't ever going to say out loud. And you decided, well, I done already started. Let me finish. But I believe you were 100% cognizant of the shit that you were saying. You were calling Jackie Christie everything up under the bus. You were baiting her because you wanted her to react. For what mm -hmm. reason? I don't know. I don't know what you gain in continuing beefing with Jackie Christie. Like, if you don't like each other, then just say we don't like each other and leave it at that. But for you to keep picking at her at every opportunity that you get. And Jackie Christie was just like, okay. I mean, okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. She was letting her go. I wish I'm not even going to hold you. And this may be me giving Jackie too much. Oh, I get it. But I was surprised she did not react. I was like, well, well look at Jackie paying her The dust. thing is, the thing is, I truly, truly feel Jackie didn't respond because she knows that she's like, she's telling the truth about the shit that Phoebe says behind some of the ladies' backs. Mm -hmm. Like, mm. she didn't, she may have put a little extra sauce on the shit, but Phoebe said that shit about um Tammy being too old to be rapping and shit yeah, like that. She put sauce on it, but she did. She put it. sauce, but she didn't she didn't completely lie. She hyped it up, yeah. but she didn't lie. So Phoebe Phoebe's issue with Jackie is that Phoebe's a fucking coward. Yep. And that mm -hmm. she can't she can't handle the smoke once she gets called out for her shit. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I'm true I was with Jackie. Ain't no reason for you to react because you didn't do anything wrong. If you gonna talk shit be able to back it up or shut the fuck up. Same with the OG stuff. Yeah. Jackie Jackie in that moment was like, sorry to this woman. And we're not going to act like anybody believes that Jackie Christie wouldn't beat the dog shit out of Phoebe. Yeah, let's start an end though. <laughs> Jackie Christie right. might be at knocking on 50's door. She might be 50. I'm not sure. But that don't mean that she can't rock and sock <laughs> Phoebe's ass. We all know it. Phoebe knows it. Mm -hmm. all you do is talk all that shit about being so tough and being from the Bronx and you ain't brought us nothing from the Bronx but cowardice mm, you had that in common with Evelyn and Kristen and Jen Correct. That, mm, you, mm. coalition of she, cowards I was gonna say that maybe that's why she gets along with them so much and also speaking of again speaking of her getting along with Evelyn and taking up Evelyn I don't know why the fuck she why the fuck is she mad at CeCe who mad at CC? Phoebe, because in her confessional, she was like, "I don't fuck with CC. CC a coward, bitch. I don't because fuck with that she, shit." Because she a follower. Well, and she, yeah. she I was just, about to say, she ain't doing nothing but going behind Evelyn. Somebody, so the irony of you calling somebody a follower and a coward, and you can't stand on anything that you say about the women behind their backs. 
but you were super quick to run back to Evelyn Teller with Cece said, yep. but you still won't admit you was talking shit about OG in that song. Mm-hmm. Won't admit to Tammy that you said she was too old to be rapping. Mm-hmm. So, girl. It's fuck you, Fievel. Exactly. Go go back east, bitch. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't you understand. You came west and didn't do shit. Like, I really don't understand the purpose of having Phoebe on this show because we already had one coward-ass bitch with a missing tooth, and that's Jennifer. We don't need to. Listen, where in the world is Jennifer Williams <laughs> is enough. We don't okay. need two cowards. Okay. And then you show your cowardice again the next morning. I don't remember nothing I said. I was tweaking for real. Shut the fuck up, lying-ass, coward-ass bitch. Mm. You knew exactly what you were saying. You may have been tipsy. You may have even been drunk, but you're not going to sit there and, and tell me that you were so drunk that you don't remember none of the shit that you were saying about Jackie Christie when you was going off I on her for you, 10 minutes straight. If I call you pamper pussy, I'm going to remember I said it. Because mm. I meant it. And that's what I don't respect. You say the shit. I would not feel no way about you saying the shit about Jackie that you've said. Because you do have a little bit of a reason to have smoke with Jackie. She has put smoke on the shit. And she has, quote unquote, betrayed you every time you say something. She go run tell that. She done yeah, kept mess going. Listen, the only thing I didn't have a problem with was Phoebe saying, like, you came to this girl's cancer event acting a whole goddamn fool after trying to console me and befriend me via us losing important people to cancer that was it the rest of it yes you absolutely have a right to not fuck with jackie but own it but that cow shit girl that's what i don't like yep 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 Mm -hmm. so the next day's activity um phoebe ccog and malaysia they go atv driving riding whatever you call it and then Evelyn, Jackie, Shawnee, and Kristen went and did some boring shit. I don't know what they were doing. Talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. They do shit but talk shit. So Cece was making points about Evelyn and the way that she acts and sticking her nose in her family's business. She told no lies. Nope. And then Phoebe sitting there like, oh, no, you shouldn't say that. Like. Any other time when somebody's talking shit about somebody behind their back, you right there skinning and grinning, even if you don't know the person. But because it's Evelyn, you like you got the little pensive look on your face. Oh, oh, don't say that. Oh, don't call her a hood rat. Girl, fuck you. You know she's a hood rat. You a hood rat. Y'all stand up in being hood rats. Y'all love being hood rats. Bronx hood rats. That's what y'all claim the fame is. You always right. reminding us that y'all some hood rats from the Bronx. But now it's a yeah. problem when Cece called her a hood rat. And not right. only now, that. Now, now you can't be called a Bronx sewer rat. Girl, fuck you. Not only her, but also because uh, Malaysia was there as well. Like, oh, don't say that. Don't call her a hood rat. Okay, Malaysia, do you care about family or not? Because then not only did you do that, then the next day, and I know Kurt's going to get to it, you run back and tell what the fuck Cece said about um about um what's the bitch name evelyn so is it uchiwala and one mike malaysia because mm-hmm. i am confusion phoebe too phoebe couldn't wait to run back and tell evelyn what was said mm-hmm. and like you said malaysia are you about family or not and my thing is why are y'all all scared of evelyn she ain't gonna do nothing how are you more scared of evelyn than you are of jackie christie and jackie gonna hit your ass with a chair if she got the opportunity. Not even that. Y'all so scared of Evelyn, but it, as we see in the next previews coming up, she get beat up by OG after she tried to sneak Cece. Ooh. 
Cause Cece oh, walked away from her. Cece, what? Cece wasn't about to argue with her. Now the bitch on uh in, on the internet and shit talking about she feared for her life and her safety when she around OG. Bitch, you the same one that scurry across motherfucking tables like a subway rat. Mm. And then the extra layer of cowardice for you to try to run up on somebody while they walking away. Mm. But we'll we'll drag you on that when we get to see it on the next episode. And so on the flip side, Jackie accused Phoebe of being a crackhead or uh, what she say? A crack something. Uh, I, I, yeah, I think she just, I think she did say crackhead. Yeah, N- no, it wasn't crackhead, but whatever it was, um, Jackie had words about Phoebe and basically was like, I'm done with Malaysia. She called her a Molly addict. My bad. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. I was on mute. So y'all can hear all hear London cutting up. She called her a Molly popping pill addict crackhead. Okay, that's mm-hmm. what it was. Thank you so much, friend. I couldn't remember. That's mm-hmm. what it was. And for somebody to be like, I was tweaking last night. I don't, how, why are you mad? Mm. Especially coming from somebody that don't like you. Like some stuff you just got to charge to the game. If somebody that don't like me say some, some sideways shit about me... I'm gonna have to charge it to the game because they don't like me. What am I? What am I expecting for them to say nice things about me? They don't like me. Right. That don't make no fucking sense. And then, like I said, we've already dragged uh, Shawnee for her shit. Um, Evelyn talking all that shit like she gonna do, and she it's only against like I said, Cece. She don't have that smoke for nobody else. And when you saw that arguing with Tammy wasn't going to get you nowhere, that's the only reason you stopped arguing with Tammy, but you wasn't going to do nothing there either. Even though y'all had some wild shit to say to each other, but I mean, when it's spy versus spy, then... Yeah, I was finna say, I mean, you know, it was Spider-Man important that Spider-Man, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So... Mm, 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 mm this table they uh, uh, i don't know before we get to the the group dinner where the shit goes sideways again why the fuck are they giving phoebe so much confessional time i i do not understand her purpose on this like who told y'all that phoebe was that entertaining because she's not we already got cardi b we don't need another and you don't have nearly the amount of talent that Cardi B. And that's not saying that Cardi B is a good rapper or anything like that. But stage presence is stage presence is a talent. Being able to perform is a talent. And we've seen what you offer, bitch. You have none. <laughs> the well is dry. <laughs> Listen. So I don't understand why they're giving Phoebe so much goddamn confessional time. Because she ain't saying nothing funny, nothing poignant. She's just sitting there looking and sounding stupid. Mm-hmm. Always Sound got like- some slick shit to say about every motherfucking body. Girl, shut up. You new Sound- here. Why you always got so much to say? Sound- sounding like a store brand Evelyn. That. Mm. Did I lie, friend? I mean, yes. I wouldn't give Phoebe that much store brand. Well, because Evelyn, Evelyn already a great value, Evelyn. So. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Phoebe, Phoebe is Phoebe is when you get like the discount because the can is dented. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hi, mommy. Tell them, 
<laughs> My bad, London. You're right. That was too far. <laughs> um. So the group dinner, Cece came right out swinging, and I appreciated it. Yes. She was like, "You are a bitch," and I loved that Evelyn was expecting Cece to back down, and she didn't. All of the shock on the girls' faces was beautiful because everybody fully expected Cece to get up from the table and walk away. When she said, I had a whole lot to say. You are a bitch. You are evil. And I mean it. I'm a bitch. I'm a bitch. You're a bitch, bitch. You know, you know why they were so shocked? Because Cece was doing what they don't have the pussy power to do and that stand up and what the fuck she said. And I knew Cece had it in her. That's why I, I didn't want to give it to when everybody was like, she don't need to be on this show. And a couple of episodes, I was like, eh, she don't need to be on the show because she is not going to take it there. But I knew she had the potential to do so. So I'm glad that we got to see that. She I mean, was she, like, she, the three amigas, she's like, if they come at it sideways, it's go time. And as soon listen. as Evelyn started that bullshit. CC was right there with the you are a fucking bitch. Imagine jumping up being mad that somebody call you a bitch when you go out of your way and you you pat yourself on the back for being a bitch. Mm. You don't let's, have no problem get... with nobody else calling you a bitch, but because it's CC, you feel like you're supposed to be able to punk her. It's an issue. Let's get to after, the butts. After you have been disrespecting CC for multiple seasons from now. from your first time meeting her, yes. for no reason. Then you went to her place of em- you talked shit about her place of employment. You didn't even you hadn't even met her yet. You was talking shit about her. You imagine, and Jen, old side tooth having ass. Imagine calling yourself being mad at somebody that you started beef with and you hadn't even met them yet. I know you fucking lying, Evelyn. It's, <sighs> Evelyn bitches out, especially how much you carry on talking about you respect real bitches. Well, one is being a real bitch to your face and you mad. How you respect real bitches when you can't recognize them? Well, you don't hang around no real bitches. You mm. ain't a real bitch yourself. So help me mm. understand. How can you mm. respect that which you do not recognize? Mm. Imagine the motherfucking gall and audacity. Mm. But that pretty much wraps up the episode because they cut it right there during the dinner. We see CC at some point does walk away in the preview. And then Evelyn decides she want to run up on Cece when Cece is 45 meters away. She half a fucking football field away from you. Now you want to run up when she got her back turned. Mm. And it goes back to what we've been saying. You are a fucking coward. For all Mm. of the the steps that you've made in the right direction about the domestic violence and reconnecting with Chad Johnson's daughter, you are a bozo-ass coward bitch with bad knees. Mm. And a bully. Because imagine trying to fight the one person that you know is not physical. Mm. You, you, well, have, you we don't... think that she's not. Because I'm still not convinced that Cece won't. But at least yeah. we haven't seen her do it on this show. And I don't think she's going to because that's not the image that she wants to project. Well, and that's not, not the that. image that Byron wants her to project. Cece and they know didn't that. Have a ch- Cece didn't have a chance because OG ran down on Evelyn and beat her the fuck up. I'm ooh, I can't wait to see that. Mm-hmm. Oh. I, I, I love to see it. And you know what is delicious about that to me is that you bitches did everything in your power to come between OG and CC. And what happened? <laughs> mm. OG running down motherfuckers for her. I love to see it. 
when you As do much, clownery, the clown comes back to beat your ass. Uh, 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 uh. Mm-hmm. Bitch, I hope she bit you in the kneecap. Curtis. <laughs> Cause her pain and misery. Fuck her. Eh, man. But anyway, I think that's pretty much it. Yep. I ain't had nothing else. Um, no, that was it for me. Yeah. Kristen, it's still fuck you, girl. Continue to eat shit. Continue to eat shit. Evelyn. Mm, 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 your knees look your knees shit, so suffer in that department. I'm trying to figure out when did Evelyn become such a coward? Like when did you become such a coward, Evelyn? Was mm. it when your knees ran out and you like Carl did? Help me understand. Pinpoint the exact moment when you became a coward. I would mm. like to know. But anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this very long episode. <laughs> um Candace called it in the pregame when we're away. We come back to play for an extended amount of time. So this is a bonus supersized episode, but we had a lot to say. We hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for sticking around for the new people. Welcome. Um, We're trash, so don't expect anything better than what you heard on this show because it's not going to happen. But that's not why you're here. You didn't hit subscribe because we're nice. You hit subscribe because we drag. And we're going to continue to do that because it's fun. Yeah, and because they keep playing in our face and being bozos. Yeah, well, I mean... They're going to do that anyway because that's just that's how they just how they are. Whether it's for a check or if it's for real. Mm. Which, I mean, either way, makes you a bozo. And anything else, guys? Nah, that's it. We'll be back next nah, week. Nah, see y'all next week. Yep. I'm not sure exactly of the lineup for next week. Is it going to be the same? Because we got another part for Potomac. We got another Basketball Wives. We're in the middle of... Are we in the middle of Black Ink? Uh, close. We should be close. I mean, like mid-season. We're not close to the end is what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and then Married to Medicine just started. Um, I'm I'm anticipating uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta. I know the last two seasons have been some mid, but I feel like this season might give us a little bit of something. So we're gonna try it out. If for nothing else, it if for nothing else, because it'll be a drag Kenya fest. Yeah, Kenya. Oof, I don't know what mm-hmm. Kenya about to step into, but good luck, honey. Did she stepping in the shit that her skin look like? Um, Kenya, I heard that your husband is single, so <laughs> go ahead and slide that number over, sis. I don't care about him having a secret family or none of that shit. I don't give a damn. And my skin is way better than yours, bitch. So <laughs> in me, he can do better. <laughs> I also didn't star in Twa. Listen, I got many points ahead of you. <laughs> Next week.